Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 134. It's me, I'm back in the basement with him. It's my son and co-host. He is I and I am him. That is true. It's Jack, we're back down in the basement to talk about another week of wrestling. And before I forget, I think I mentioned it to you, but episode 133 did really well for us. I think it might be one of our most listeners in the first week i think so awesome thanks to anybody who checked this out i hope you liked it enough to come back and check out another episode and thanks to people who've been listening for a while or since the beginning or whatever you've joined it's awesome um i don't know if it's related to us getting mentioned on uh poison rana last week but i i can't think of any other reasons because we mentioned ourselves so thanks to them uh over there Braden and Davey for if that's what got us a few more listeners that's awesome because they're good dudes um so anyways we had a a good week so here's hoping this week is just as good Mm -hmm. so what's new with you banter me while I sip coffee first week of semester two is under in the books how are your classes um not great actually well fine uh good and bad I was pretty dead the first couple days Oh, from phys ed. It was kind of like um when I came back from uh, Christmas break, the first couple of days I was just like absolutely dead inside. Like I was just... <laughs> from phys ed. Exhausted. To, no, like bef- after Christmas break, like even like oh. the first semester, like and like... Just tired? Stuff that, yeah, like really tired and like I sleep late, right? Which, But even usually like when I'm like tired, it's not like an issue. Yeah. If You know what I mean? Um, but like, like it was, and then, and then, so this time it was kind of similar, except then I was like, I was a little sore on the first day, right? But then Tuesday really hit me and then it kind of yes. lingered until today, actually. Cause I don't think you would mind me saying this. You're not a super active fellow. I don't remember the last time I exercised before gym class. But you took gym again, which is awesome. Cause I didn't think you would, cause you only need one phys ed credit where yeah. we live. So you are taking a second one voluntarily, which so is great. I'm a little less sore today, but I also bashed my knee off the stair railing today. So I think I got a bit nice. of bruise work in there. So you've got phys ed, science, English, and uh, tech, com tech. So that's, it, do you think that's a better lineup of courses than last semester or worse or eh, I'm not similar? Sure. Seems pretty similar. I guess you're only a week in. You can't really evaluate too yeah. much yet. But So that's what's new with you. I don't know what else is new with me. I don't have basketball with your brother this weekend other than a practice tomorrow morning. So your grandparents, which is my parents. Did you know that? That's how that works. I heard uh, a rumor. What? Yep. No. <laughs> so they're coming up no. Sunday, mm. which is Super Bowl Sunday. I know you're excited about that. Who are you picking in the Super Bowl? The, yeah, the uh, Chiefs, I guess. Oh my gosh. You actually knew a team in it? Uh, seen, isn't it Chiefs and Eagles? Wow. Okay. I, yeah, I you saw, are um, a sportsman. Well, no, because I've seen. Uh, I can't remember. I saw someone. Oh, right. Um, because every time I'm scrolling through the videos on Instagram, sometimes I get like these videos of micro wrestling federations. Yeah. They're doing picks, and then also on Instagram, they always have like you have different things. So you can change the chat theme. Yep. They got Super Bowl. You have right surprised now. me. I don't know if we're allowed to say Super Bowl. It's a, like a trademark or something. Superb owl. That's correct. It's the superb owl. So your grandparents are coming over to have the usual dinner and probably watch some of the sur- superb owl maybe not the whole thing but we'll Yay. see so anyways i don't know there's superb not owl. not much else going on the basketball team the high school team i'm coaching is in playoffs next week and you're gonna time keep for us yes i think so because they missed you last time you were at work it didn't quite go as smoothly as when you're running the clock but I'm too awesome 
I, w- I wouldn't go that far, but relative. Okay. Actually, you're probably pretty darn good at it now. You've done enough games, right? Mm-hmm. It gets him his uh, community hours. You need, yeah, you need 40. Yeah, you need to sign off on that, because I don't know what I'm at right now, and if yeah. I'm not done soon, I'm going to... Well, I'll know you've done every game but one, out. so... Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Because every high school student here has to do, what, 40 hours of community service to graduate? I don't graduate? know what I'm at. I have literally no clue. It's 40, and you no, have... I don't know what I'm, I'm at. Oh, at your ad? I would say you're over halfway. That's still not good. I'm pretty sure. We'll see once we add it all up. Did you turn in the ones? For, anyway, so we could probably I, save I, this I have turned in other ones. I only have the blank <laughs> sheet right this, now. This isn't super interesting as I'm saying, hey, we got new listeners. Listen to me and my son talk about <laughs> his community hours. But anyways, um, so I guess it's time we should probably talk about wrestling because we got quite a bit. We're going to do our normal lineup of um, Dynamite and some trivia and some high spots and rest hold from other programs this week. And I think you said you do have some figuring stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to wedge in after the news, I think. I did end up watching Vengeance Day. Uh, you didn't see any of it, right? I, uh, I didn't want to. No, but I don't. I never remember if you walked in for a, a match or two, got something to eat and left, but I don't think mm, you did. Doesn't sound like me. No, because so, you were watching a bunch on your iPad. So I'm going to really quickly run that down since it was just me, and then we'll get back into Dynamite and all the, the regular lineup. So anyways, short story long, let's get into talking about some wrestling in our first segment that we like to call News and Rumors. So taking a look at ratings first, as we tend to do, this week's episode of NXT averaged 562,000 viewers, which is down 4.3%, earned a 0.11 in the key demo, down a more significant 15.4%. However, to be fair, they had serious competition uh, I'm sure you were listening in on uh, Joe Biden's State of the Union address. Um, what? <laughs> I'm just saying that was NXT's competition. Was uh-huh. Joe Biden's State of the Union, which you were watching for sure. That's why you. I'd didn't... rather watch that. Than I was NXT. just going to say that's why you Probably. didn't watch NXT. No, you wouldn't yeah. for sure. But anyways, so the State of the Union averaged 24 million viewers. So that's a whole lot of viewers. I guess there wasn't much left for NXT, but they were only down a little bit. Dynamite averaged 899,000, so down. A whopping 0.2%, so pretty much the same as last week, earned a 0.30 in the key demographic, down 3.2. So pretty steady numbers from last week for them. Really only the regular NBA competition that they have every week this week. Your turn. Do I have anything? I don't know. I have four. I don't. You don't have anything? I, kind of, I thought I'd had something. I guess not. It's all me? Wow. Okay. Um, the first thing I had is the AEW and WWE have some talent who are dealing with visa issues and maybe not on TV yet. Oh, you got one? Nice. Uh, So we have Bandito for NXT. Lucha Brothers, or sorry, Bandito and Lucha Brothers were absent from Dynamite, and Dragon Lee is having the same sort of issues in NXT, apparently. So I don't exactly know how that works. Yeah, Dragon Lee is supposed to be there by now. Right. So I think it's some sort of the paperwork he needs to work in America sort of thing. Is Because that was... um. Mike Bailey forever, right? Like he couldn't get into the States for whatever reason. I think it was similar stuff. Mm. So, but anyways, what did you find? The thing I found was the AEW ESPN thing. Uh, oh yeah. I saw a bit of that. What were the details? They're there? airing weekly episodes of Diamond Rampage in Australia, New Zealand, and Pacific Islands right. through ESPN now. Uh, and you can also get the pay-per-views and stuff. And I think Forbidden Door, if they did that again. Yeah. So yeah. That's got to be good. ESPN's like the biggest sports thing probably in the states so any mm-hmm. sort of dealing with them has to be useful found another one nice uh what else do i have 
PW Insider is reporting, maybe among other people, I don't know, that Alexa Bliss is taking some time away from WWE after her five-star match against Bianca Belair, right, at Royal oh, Rumble. Yeah. was just announced. Five-minute? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I bet you it was pretty close to that. Um, so it was noted that going into the Royal Rumble PLE show, the premium live event, sorry, that they already knew she was going to go, so it's not like it's anything new. Um, so it was at least in the works for like a week or so, they said. So she's gone for a bit. Doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. but uh, So the thing I found also PW Insider, I guess, um, and you're going to love it, is uh, you know who's backstage at Dynamite? Uh-oh. Uh, been missing for a while. Uh, Andrade? Miro. You I keep going. Uh, I don't know. Who else? Thunder Rosa. Oh, I was going with people I was missing, not people I'm not really missing. Yeah. Which is weird because we say it like we thought she was, we didn't know what to think, then thought she was awesome, then we're like, not awesome. Oh, it wore off real Like a really lackluster championship run, right? I don't even really care if she comes back. I don't either. And at one point I was like, she's super cool. She's the only person that should beat Brick Baker. I think we were both like that. Which I think still would be the case given that feud. But I think the... After that, that was the high point. Easily. Right. Winning the title was definitely the high point. Yep. Um, what do I have? JD McDonough will be out of action. That's dumb. Due to an eye injury. Um, so this week on NXT, I don't remember if it comes up in my high spots or not. He was basically attacked after a match by Dragonov, right? And I guess that idea was A, obviously you're reintroducing Dragonov because he's back, which is great news. And B, they're writing McDonough off TV. Mm-hmm. He himself said, I think it was in a tweet or some sort of sh- social media that it will be like 10 to 14 days, so nothing crazy. Right. Like a couple episodes, and then he's right. back, hopefully. Yeah. Well, and his theme's a bop, so. Yeah, you, you you do enjoy his theme. Oh, yeah, I've been listening to it, like, I've listened to it a million times in, like, the past few days. It's, like, it's pretty good. It's a bop, as the kids say. Well, it's probably my favorite theme they've released in a while. Cause Weird. I feel like lately they've, they Not haven't released any good ones. Like, I remember, I, like, the Prime Era was, like. CFO dollar the- sign? CFOS, yeah. Were you in Deferable like the early days and like I would say like that was pandemic or like 2021 because you had like the Messiah Rollins, other Rollins, Roman Reigns, Kyle Riley, Adam Cole, Gargano, um, Yo. I liked Kai, Malachi Blacks. Uh, Alistair Black. That, yep. That's a CFOS. Like, I liked Samoa ago. Joe's. Also CFOS, I believe. I liked AJ Styles when he Still came. Still CFOS. Right. I so I guess I do like. I was being and like sarcastic, but I think I do like that era. I think it was at least. They're like they were yeah, probably. I I don't know, but um, yeah, and then I don't know. Now lately, it's been just like I don't really care. But yeah. uh, Devlin, good. Devlin is good. McDonough, whatever. whatever. That's dumb. Uh, do you have any other news? I think it's your turn. Um, I only have one more. I don't. Think and it's so. a fun one. So I told oh, you. Yeah. I, I grabbed this one. In the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer reported that the belief is actually that McMahon coming back and being involved is actually a hindrance regarding the potential sale and not a help. No. He then also, this is the fun part, he provided a breakdown, and I don't know where he got this from, so whatever, grain of salt, but um, how much money... McMahon and the other top people would get if the sale goes through. So what did I tell you? The sale that's also being hindered. So right. So I told you Triple H, right? Was like eight million, eight point three million ish. Um. So I'll work my way up. Okay. (laughs) So he's the lowest of this list that of people we would recognize. Okay. Eight point three million. Nick Khan, thirteen point eight million. Uh, that makes sense. And and a bit of change, like I'm rounding a little bit. Uh, Kevin Dunn, twenty four point two million. Yeah. 
Linda McMahon, fifty point three million. She's still around. Okay. Uh, Stephanie McMahon, one hundred seventy point eight million. And Shane McMahon's got nothing now, right? So nice. Uh, Vince McMahon, uh, two billion, basically five hundred fifty three million. <laughs> Wow, right? Well, that's that's nice. Yeah, poor old Triple H. You're gonna settle for eight million. Yeah, that's and he's working hard. You know, well, yeah, Triple H is actually what's Linda doing. doing? Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like what, what's Linda doing? Huh? Some Running would say, what's Kevin Dunn doing? No, another failed Senate run? Huh? <laughs> right. Huh? Like, exactly. Come on, Linda. So crazy numbers, obviously. Again, don't know where they came from. It's Meltzer. Could be right. Could be not. I don't know. But it was fun to talk about. Uh, I am tapped out. You? Yes. All right, so we're going to, this is where we'll insert a quick little look at um, NXT's PLE offering, I guess, from last Saturday, and that is NXT Vengeance Day. All right, Vengeance Day. Boy, oh boy, did this show peak early. Not right away, because you know how they kind of do cool little opening segments that run like run down all of the matches that are usually kind of creative so this week it or this yeah this time it was charlotte back in nxt i guess and she was sort of, it was well done right i just don't have any interest in seeing charlotte it's not that it wasn't well done because it was but it's just not something i want to see but anyways uh so by far not to spoil my review but i'm gonna go pretty fast the best thing on this show was the opening match and that was Dijak taking on Wesley for the North American Championship. And I don't want to hear either of them talk, obviously. The, the promos right. heading up, leading up to this have been not great. Although, ironically enough, um, Wesley will be a high spot of mine speaking later. <laughs> so that's right, yeah, you told me. better. Um, but anyways, this match was awesome. It felt to me a little bit similar to like a takeover match, which is pretty high praise coming from me, right? Just a cool contrast of styles. Dijak is a powerhouse, but also kind of can do stuff. Yeah, like he can flip out of things a lot. Is that you don't expect and right. do? A yeah, little... he used to be cool with like Keith Lee and stuff. Like when he's Dijakovic. Oh, those matches better. were amazing with Keith Lee. I don't so, remember his gimmick though when he was Dijakovic. Like other than he said, "Feast your eyes." I, I don't know if he's. I feel like he's gimmick proof. Like he just can't, and it's unfortunate because I really like watching him in the ring, especially with certain opponents, but. I haven't seen even going back to like ROH days. I don't because I think he was one of the what's their thing where they bring in new people. I think he won that. I can't remember. But anyways, uh, I don't know. You could look it up if you're bored while I'm talking about this. I'm pretty sure he did. And even then it was like he doesn't really have a character because I don't I don't know if he can pull off anything that's super, you know, right. advanced Other than being t -bar. I'm big and mean. That's it. Retribution. But the opener got a lot of a lot of time. I think like 17, 18 minutes. Uh, Dijak looked like a monster at times, just throwing Lee around. And then Lee just had a lot of cool like athletic counters, um, being the smaller, faster guy. The crowd really, really got into it. Um, several really good near falls. Stax and Tony D got involved at one point and stopped. I think Dijak had put... You know when they, they put them in the announce chair and then slide like a broomstick through the handle so the person can't get up? They're like seat belted in or whatever. And then I think he went to do a moonsault off the apron and Tony and Stax got involved for some reason. Um, but anyways, other than that, like, this was awesome. Obviously, it seems like Lee ended up winning here. So it seems like Dijak spinning off to deal with Tony D and, and Stax maybe as well, right? Pieces. 
So yeah, I think they kind of are. I don't Which even know if really Dijax add up to me. So I I don't know. Dijax still doing the like two thousand action hero leather duster jacket and sunglasses, and he's Which here for also justice. Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either. But anyways, really, really good match. I would actually say go out of your way and check this match out. It's the only thing on this show I'll say. Not that, not that the show was bad. I'm just saying this was by far the best thing on it. So then, like, I'm not going to go through them. I took detailed notes, but that was just in case. I didn't know how we were going to end up doing mm-hmm. this. But, like, a lot of packages for on NXT PLEs for people who aren't on the show, which I find, I don't know how I feel about it. Because I think would I rather that or, like, a lengthy recap of the feud? That I know because I watch every week. Maybe they do both a bit, but anyway. So yeah, they have like a Cora Jade package. Um, I feel like that's also filling time. It's like, it it's it so is. Boring. It feels like you've got you know you want to hit that three hour mark or whatever. So right. you're putting in filler. I feel like it's weird too because I don't think it would be to get people to tune in because if you're watching, you're already there. Like it's easier to watch the TV. Yeah. So like if you're watching Vengeance Day, you're probably already watching. What yeah. The, like you have the network, but you're not watching. And I don't, if I am watching every week, I don't need like a, hey, here's a reminder of Cora Jade and what she's up to. Like I know. Even I don't need that because like I, I know who people are. Right. I don't watch it. I don't want to. But so the next match is uh, Fallon Henley and Kiana James, Kiana James taking on um, Chance, Katana. Katana Chance and the other one. And Carter. Katana Chance, yeah. Um, so for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, you know, those hotly contested titles in this super deep division. Mm-hmm, the most prestigious titles in all of NXT. And and WWE or NXT went with a very unique storyline of can a babyface team coexist? Well, have I you heard to, of this I idea? I answer that question because I don't know. How, like, have you heard of that idea before? Isn't this like, this is genius level stuff this is the this is the women's evolution and i shouldn't complain too much because if you do it well i mean it's obviously a story you can go with right and it has been done well post 2021 and they're asking them to act a lot on shows in and you saw some of it this week i think yeah yeah it's not great but anyways i did have a few notes that um carter slides out of the ring at one point and i put and sexually harasses jensen question mark because she like just like slaps his ass on the way by which i thought was interesting uh, but anyways, the crowd, I think, was a little bit confused of who they're here to cheer for, right? Because Chance and Carter are, I think, supposed to be baby faces, even yeah. though they're not super likable. And then well, Henley is for they sure. Were, right? Because they had the whole stupid rave thing. Yes. But then I, we, I watched the segment you saw on NXT, and I was just like, are and, they like jazz now? Like, and they, Jensen they, had a crush on Caden Carter at that point, so maybe they're swinging back around to that. It it like <laughs> rubbed me the like off as like they were like jazz or something. They're like like the mean girl like he was in yes. that segment on NXT. It was like I don't. It was either like they were like Anna J and Ty Conti. They're like not iconics, but like yeah, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like, and it was just like a, for me at least, I was just like, huh? I know it's. So I think the crowd was confused too, honestly, because Fat- Henley's the only one that's like for sure a likable baby face. And then James, it's like she kind of is trying. Is she it's sincere? It's like by association for now. Yeah. Kind of like Duke Hudson, but like less right. working. Yeah, I think so. Um, So this was a lot of the first part, at least. The champs were kind of blind tagging in and then doing double team stuff because that's basically like, I don't know if I've ever seen a tag team where... a a larger percentage of their offense is double teaming. And I don't even think it's terrible because they're both tiny. So it's kind of like, this is what we have to do. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot. Right, because usually you get like a bit of like you get a decent amount of stuff before you're going back out. No, these two tend to do most things together. It feels mm-hmm. like, anyways. Uh, the finish to this came when Henley escapes a roll up attempt. She ends up pinning Carter as Kiana James from the floor is holding uh Carter down as well. Uh, three days ago, they put cheating. her name on YouTube. If we want to listen, nice. So uh, the the point is that Henley didn't see James cheating. The ref didn't see James cheating. We have the titles change hands. Um, and it was about 10 minutes. So, like, everybody worked hard in this. And I think it was, like, a pretty good tag team match. I thought the second half was better. Um, and like I said, Carter and Chance, a lot of blind tags and double teaming. But again, the idea is that's probably what they need to do, which is an, an unrealistic thing, right? So... Mm-hmm. I had a feeling James and Henley were going to win this because they're part of like a big storyline that's getting a lot of attention on TV these days. Um, and Chance and Carter's reign has been long, the longest of any. It's not a high bar, right? So, so, so it's the longest reigning women's tag team championships, main roster or NXT, correct? Wow. Right. So how many champions have there even been? In NXT or just in general? In general. If it's not a million, how many? Um... Because I know you'll have to start rhyming them off. So there's Boston Hug connection. Yeah. Eh, eh, eh. Right. Um, Iconics. Yeah. Then I want to say it was Kabuki Warriors. I think then it was, or it was Bliss and yeah, it was Kabuki Warriors. Then Bliss and Cross. Yeah. Then Boston Hug again. Remember in the pandemic. Right. Um. Then they lost them to. Who they lose them to? It was Baszler and, and Nia Jax, right? Then it was Charlotte sure. and Oscar, Baszler, Nia Jax. So not many um, people. Then wait. <laughs> okay, I don't remember. But NXT then it was Dakota Kai and Raquel held it for less than a day. Right. Uh, I Shotzi remember that. And Ember Moon held it for like a few months, I think. Then the way had it for a little bit. Then it was oh, Eo yeah. and Zoe. Then Toxic Attraction the first time. Then Dakota and Raquel for like four days. Then Toxic Attraction, Diane Caden and Carter present so, day. And then so, like for then the women's tag tells it's been like a lot of random you had damage control, but then you also had like Bliss and Oscar for like less than a week. Oh my goodness! You had that's like right. Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash at one point. Yep. Like really random stuff. Like I I couldn't remember them all because like what's the point? They just staple people together to give them a run, right? There's exactly. not a lot of actual right. tag teams it's like kicking around. So random too, and so many like they always did the double champion thing, right? Yeah. They're, so their reign's been super long, Chance and Carter, but like really uneventful, right? Right. Partly, which is kind of the partly the fault of the division, of the division yeah. but. Like, they're not That's very memorable. Happen, yeah. So, again, we've got tag champs with one heel and one face, or, like, that way in the ring, at least. Whether she actually is still a heel, we don't really know. I guess that's the point. But the match was pretty entertaining, but not amazing. And you're going to, like, repeat. that. I'm going to be repeating that quite a bit. <laughs> so then we get a Nikki Lyons package, not on the show. Uh, Gu- oh, she's in 2K. Great. Gulak and Hank Walker segment, not on the show. Why? Uh, about Walker getting new ring gear. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess win for you. So he, act, like, Gulak, what was the line? He said, you could tell that he actually made Walker break character and laugh. Uh, he said something about, like, he's not building, he's building a superstar, not a house. I can't remember what yeah. the context, context was. Because that's what he looks like. Right. And then he, stu- well, because he looks like, yeah, he's a construction worker, right? So, yeah, that made him laugh. You could tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lyra Valkyria package. She's not on the show either. <laughs> so she's heading into an angle with Cora Jade at this point. Um, and then a, an Apollo Mellow package recapping how we're, we got to the two out of three. So um, that match, I was anticipating, right? I like both of these guys. And it kind of, at the beginning, 
even had a big fight feel to it. Something about like Mello's facial expressions as Apollo was entering made it feel. And that's another skill Mello has, right? He, I think he's the total package at this point. Uh, but so I, again, like it's what the interesting thing here was, right? That uh, um, Mello won in two straight, which is. And I saw his, I heard his entrance was something. It was cool. It doesn't happen too often, right? And he's targeting Apollo Crews' neck throughout this. So it was kind of more of a deliberate pace. Last time I remember that happening, than I thought. I'm pretty sure it's happened since then. Yeah. But last time I remember it was Usos beating uh, Gable and Benjamin at 2018 Rumble uh, to, to zip. Right. Know, yes, it's, it's not super it. common, right? No. So this one, we get uh, a returning. I don't know if this was supposed to be something, but Daba Kato returns. Woo! Who I honestly have seen so little of that I forgot. I thought it was just some. Oh, new... I remember him all the way back from to the Greatest Royal Rumble, baby. I just was like, "Is this some new uh, PC or what? Is that what it is? Uh, performance Center yeah. recruit? Like, who is this? Oh, he's it's Dabakato, yeah. and he's been around. So he, he was... comes down and like he takes out Trick or something, right? And then um, he's still one. But yeah, so Hayes then hits one more move, and then his leg drop finisher, and that gets him the two zero win. And so then. Kato turns on Cruz after the match and choke bombs him or whatever he does. Clash of the Titus. You're right. Um, so I don't like I don't care I at all. He was Babatunde. About I know, he but was, he I remember he was first in the Greatest Royal Rumble because they had a few random entrants and he was yeah. one of them he was Babatunde. Then he was Daba Kato and he was in Raw Underground. And, yeah. 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 Raw Underground. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, and then he came in WrestleMania 37 as uh, the famed Commander Aziz. Right. The Nigerian nail. So now he's back. As and Daba he's Kato. As good as ever. Yeah. Yeah. So the match was good, but I was. And this is the refrain from the rest of these matches, I think. It was good, but I was hoping for significantly better than that, right? Like, it never reached the, just the sustained high pace that these two guys are capable of. And I guess it's because they were working, the targeting the neck or whatever. But I was expecting it to be faster and more back and forth. I don't mm-hmm. mind the 2-0 win. That's cool because I'm, I'm hoping this catapults Mello into the main, main event, which it's going to, as we learn on this show and sure. on NXT this week, right? So I enjoyed the match, but again, not quite the level I was hoping for. Then we get the four-way tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championships with Chase you pretty deadly Gallus and New Day. Um, I just, I think it was New Day's entrance and maybe they had a little thing backstage. My first note is New Day really need to do something different. They feel as stale as can be to me. So that's how I feel about them. Uh, So going into this, my notes before were like, I can really only see pretty deadly winning. New Day likely should go back to main roster. Chase, you are mid-card comedy, and Gallus are, well, Gallus is what my note says, right? Where's where's Joe Coffey? Is he still not I don't know. What's going on there? I don't know. And Gallus are just like, they're fine, right? But they're not exactly impressive or, I don't know. They're, and Yeah, they're not they're, like, they're, they're fine. solid in the they UK are. pond. But they like, are I solid. feel like it's a little different now because like, I don't know. It's just, they're not the most interesting. So this match started with everybody taking their turn beating on pretty deadly, basically. And then they eventually gain their footing, right? And it's kind of right. back and forth a little bit more standard from there. I won't get into it too much here. So. Woods goes up for his top rope elbow drop to Mark Coffey. Right, where he does like a bit of the rope walk. Right, where he does it from the middle, not the corner. Uh, he gets caught by Wolfgang, and then they go right into their finisher, right, which is the some sort of kick. Into Gary Power Slam right. kind of deal. And so they pin Woods. I think there was a bunch of stuff that took they people out on the floor the before that. What oh, yes. Um, 
<laughs> oh, New Day had bad luck in multi-man matches. Remember Big E lost the title to Lesnar and he actually got pinned too? Right. Uh, Gallus had put Hudson through an announce table before this, that. so that's where he was. And at one point it was funny, someone had tried to use the announce table, like they cleared it off or whatever, and pretty deadly like put the table back together because that's not the kind of match they want to have, right? So I thought that was kind of funny. But um, entertaining match. And again, like everybody worked hard. I don't want to be mean, but I could have liked this more, I think. The first part seemed to like follow regular tag rules and was kind of slow. And then... Is it... It was turning... Like, or like, did they do it like four people are in the match? Or? No, they... The, after that, they just let them do whatever. So it's like, why... I don't know why they started out... I don't know what the official rules were i think it, they do it like I, one they, you're right each team which i prefer but really sometimes too. it's like you like have two it's a people triple in, threat tag match right because that's or how it should be right like whatever then it's like a four-way but then you can also tag out and then, yes like, it's not like still a tag match but you can tag so it didn't start that way but it ended that way because things kind of broke down for the rest of it um oh, that's weird a few contrived spots as you would expect in this i think there was like a tower of doom and a couple other things um but something was just missing for me to like really get into it and i, I just don't see the choice of Gallus as champions right now I don't think the crowd really cares about them a ton either way um I would personally have them lose quickly to the creeds I guess and give the creeds I a long run idea, right? um but anyway solid solid multi-team tag match but again hoping for more than that then we get the women's championship match Gigi Dole and JC Jane and Roxanne Perez oh boy obviously the idea of our Jane and Dolan gonna stick together as a unit and take out Perez numbers game etc etc um so you have throughout this right a few times where they almost end up like jane almost kicks dolan at one point and then that allows jane perez... would never kick dolan okay so it's perez fighting the numbers game unless there's kind of miscommunication between the two heels basically um and then it, they officially at some point just start fighting each other right so it becomes more of a three-way match here mm -hmm. um i don't know where we'll skip down to the finish Dolan gets kicked off the apron, goes through a table, and then we get an avalanche pop rocks to JC Jane is what's necessary. Um, and Perez that, uh, that's code red. And Perez retains, yes. Lame. So uh, I did like there was one spot where um, they double super kicked Roxanne Perez. Like Toxic Attraction had already been fighting each other, right? right. So, but for that one moment, they super kicked Perez. But then they both lean in and it looked pretty good, like a headbutt to each other. And then they both fell on top of Perez for a near fall. So that was like, it, it would have been one of those like who wins because they're both covering her like sort that of thing, right? So deal. it was, uh, that was a cool spot. But so I would say like another like pretty good, not outstanding match. Um, there were some really good parts to this, but also like some lulls as well. And I, for me, I never thought Perez could lose this and it wasn't a good enough match to sort of overcome that mm -hmm. for me, right? Uh, and I personally don't have any interest in what happens to Toxic Attraction, so that, that doesn't help either, right? Cool spots for sure, but some stretches of basic, predictable stuff as well. Like a, a solid triple threat, and it furthers a story that I just don't personally care about, right? So now we go You'll into... You'll get more, though. Yeah, I will get more. That'll be coming up. Uh, then we get the main event, which is Grayson Waller, Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. On, um, I think that was on when... Uh, it was like on the channel or whatever. Yeah. Um, Hiccup. So this is a cage match, and I've actually really liked the build to this, where Waller has been super obnoxious and trying to get under Braun's skin and showing up at like the performance center and screaming at him and picking fights everywhere, and not doing it as like a cowardly heel, but as just like a, I'm going to throw you off your game. I'm not afraid of you. I'm just going to get you off your game so I can beat you, mm -hmm. which I've, I've enjoyed. Uh, 
So anyways, right away, Waller sort of slams the door into Braun, and Braun kind of had to look silly because he had to, like, stand near the door and almost act like he's struggling to get in to allow Waller the time to, like, run into it. So it started out on the floor a little bit here. Um, at one point, you've got Braun's dominating. Waller sidesteps the spear, and Braun runs into the cage, obviously, to turn the tide. Then we get the high knee from Waller, his top elbow drop thing that he does for a near fall. Then he hits his rolling cutter, and Braun kicks out of that. Um, Waller goes up on top of the cage, looking like he's going to do something because he's all about, like, doing these high spots for social media attention, right? right? Uh, but Braun climbs up there and superplexes him. We get a spear. Wasn't that kind of like a normal superplex, though? It, yeah, it, was like, it wasn't. It was like hanging off the cage. Yeah, so Waller's on top of the cage, but, but Breaker's just standing on the top rope. It's the same. Right. That's what I thought in the moment, too. Uh, spear, but Braun doesn't go for the pin. He starts yelling at Waller instead, and then he spears Waller one more time, and it's over. Braun then celebrates on top of the cage, and my other highlight of this show happens as Carmelo Hayes comes out and sort of points at Braun from the ramp, so we're getting what Did I he want. he point at the stand and deliver sign? Is that, is that a thing? No, but they talked okay. about, I think he mentioned it on NXT. So a fine match. Didn't really feel super cage-worthy, to be honest. Be honest, like not an epic cage match at all. And like Braun Breaker's matches are fine. He's good enough for main roster at any point, which is why I'm hoping Hayes beats him. But like his matches are starting to feel pretty similar, you know what I mean? Right. I will say, man... When that dude runs the ropes, like he had a one, he is in for his size. Like, like he when is, he does the clotheslines and whatever, he's like, crazy mm-hmm. fast. Like that, I think is his like superpower. His speed for being the the build that he is is crazy. So I really like the build to this match, but the match itself kind of fell short of being like really compelling. I main hope event. it keeps the power slam though, because it's not the best move, but at least it's not a spear because it's yeah. kind of already done to death. Right. I prefer the gorilla press slam thing that he can do to most people for sure. Mm-hmm. So this match, like most of the show, was good enough, but not special, right? So again, to wrap it up, other than and to grade it, the North American Championship match opener, by far the highlight of the show, awesome match that people should go and see. Um, again, similar to like a takeover match. And then everything after that just didn't get to the level of being better than good. You know what I mean? I don't think anything on the show was bad, but outside of the opener and the confirmation that Melo's next in line for Braun, Nothing was super exciting either. So like solid, but not spectacular and peaked way too early. So I gave it a C plus grade. Uh, go watch the opener. Don't worry about anything else, I would suggest. I watched it too. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. So that will wrap that up and we'll move into talking about what I guess it'll be AEW Dynamite next, right? So let's do that right about now. So it's championship fight night, Dynamite. Fight night. Did we know that ahead of time or just because I put my note says championship fight night, apparently. I didn't know ahead of time. I I probably saw them like I always see them. I mean, the cards they put out. Yeah, it kind of makes sense because there are two championship matches and uh, two almost championship matches and an eliminator. Two eliminators. Oh, was what the trios was eliminator? No, oh, I'm, I'm going to see if you get it. It. It's funny once you realize it, because, you know, Takeshi. Oh, right? bunny. <laughs> right. So two championships and two. Sorry, I thought you were saying one of the ones I thought was championship was an eliminator. No. So we had two of each. Oh, my. Star-studded. It was, like, almost championship by night, though, because there's, like, two of them are eliminators. So it's, like. Yeah, I get it. That's cheating. It's something to call it, I guess. Uh-uh. That's but anyways, cheating. talk about it. Tell me about it. 
I also don't like saying Fight Night because it reminds me of Butch, and I hate Butch. Mind you, Fight Pit. That's fun. Oh, I like saying Fight Pit, not Pit. Who doesn't not, like saying Fight Pit? Not a what was it? Pit fight. Pit fight. No, that's not that's <laughs> not that fun to say. I don't I don't like saying Pit fight. I don't know why, but I don't like. It, it is at least eighty four percent less satisfying than Fight Pit. Oh yeah, at, at, at the least. At least. If I were to preliminary numbers, if I were to calculate, it would be it would be around that. I think approximately eighty four percent. Yep. Um. So we get Konosuke Takeshi versus MJF. Yeah, we do. World title eliminator uh, for the opener, and uh, Takeshi's entering second because he's better. Yeah, that was very surprising. Like your champion face of the company enters first. (laughs) That's I don't because that's how we do. If that's like MJF willing to do that, that's awesome. I thought like. He gives Takeshita a lot, man. It's a good sign to me that this guy who his character is massive ego, blah, 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 doesn't seem to be. Do you know what I mean? Even in terms of K-fave. Right. In terms of wrestling wise, because he uh, and even when he does a promo later, he starts out by praising Takeshita, right? So mm-hmm. he's he's trying, which I appreciate. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Takeshita gets that running uh, flying right away early on. The yeah. one where he does the weird jump and they name it after his last name, but I don't call it that because that sounds stupid. <laughs> okay. It's like when they uh, named D. Ambrose's clothesline the wacky line. Ew, I don't remember that. I don't remember ever hearing that, but I know it was a thing. That's bad. Um, It clearly couldn't have lasted long because I never remember hearing no, it. No, yeah, and you remember everything. And he was my Me boy. Me not remembering it doesn't and mean he, anything. He was my boy, so I feel like if I was going to hear it, I would have heard it. So, clearly. His, any, his, anywho. His side plates are right beside you. Still need that belt. Uh, then to catch it as uh, crowd count punches, we're not at the part where crowd would start chanting C yet, and I also didn't hear them say Ocho. He was upset. Uh, they do I, say C later, though. They, uh, boy, do they. Yeah. Uh, Exploder suplex in the corner from Takeshita shades of the honorary ooze. Um, Takeshita misses a corner boot later on, and Jeff rolls him up for two. Um, and he tries to do things like you vault over them in the corner. Takeshita catches him with a boot. I thought that was cool. I don't know if I've seen that before. My favorite thing was when like someone would try to vault over, and like McIntyre would like kind of like run after them, right? So like then when they try to vault over, he would like kind of like use the ropes for leverage and kind of like you know like you do Domagiri, he would do like that to like kick him in the midsection as they're like vaulting over as my computer signs out. Yeah, it looked cool. And that that was always my favorite thing he does. Like that was a move in two K and that was always my favorite thing. Yep. It looked good. Yeah, this was cool. See I like this one at least has this computer at least has the auto sign in, so it's like taking like less than a minute as I'm just kinda talking my way. Vamping, as they say. Yeah, like it's just it's kinda loading right now, so we're gonna get there. It's it's case another We're gonna get there. The docs the docs like coming in now. The key is you talk about something else so then people don't even know instead of narrating what's Um, happening with your computer. Um Okay, we're in. (laughs) Um (laughs) Professionals we are. Uh Eddie Guerrero Tana Frog Splash gets a two count for Takeshita and I just connected the fact that they were in El Paso. Right. I just connected it as you said it, so thank you. I that makes like, a lot of sense because they mentioned it later, and I knew they were in, but then I literally didn't connect. Well, it plus like, you kind of go numb because so many people do. Uh, yeah. Eddie Guerrero. I stuff, just thought so. I was like, oh, people like Eddie. He's the fiftieth guy to do the little shimmy and then. Right. Hit a I thought it's splash. just because people like Eddie. Right. So that it literally did not occur to me at all that it was in. Eddie was incredible. So yeah, like that exactly. So it never occurred to me whatsoever. No, nope. makes sense way. now. Uh yeah, uh, so Takeshi has like that tombstone with like the legs tucked in that I remember Hangman used to do. Mm-hmm. It's like a frontwards dead eye, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, followed right by front, like kind of right into like a wheelbarrow suplex. Yeah, that was cool. Right away, there we go. Nice combo. Um, 
Yeah, and I like that movie because I remember uh, uh, when I kind of first like Tangman, I remember it was all in, and he hit that move through a table off a ladder to Janela. Right. Oh, Joey Janela. Yeah. Just saw him on Championship Wrestling. It's true. Right. You even watched a bit of that with me, you weirdo. I saw the entrances and I remember nothing else. That was the some of the biggest names I've ever seen assembled for that program. Sean Dean. Eddie Kingston. Sean Dean. Sean Dean. AEW's own. Dean. Sean Dean. The captain, Sean Dean. And, Correct. Um, it was Janela. The funky Monkey Ortiz. Was that what they called? Oh, them? Ortiz. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Star studded. Why? Why did Hammerstone have no first name? That was weird. Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That was weird. Anywho, uh, we digress a little <laughs> into uh, Takeshi goes for the avalanche Larry he does, um, but MJF actually flips out. Uh, Will Ospreay. I was very impressed by that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that looked cool. Uh, he lands on his feet, hits a super kick, thrust kick. What? No. <laughs> uh, then Takeshi comes back with a forearm. Uh, then MJF comes back with a rolling elbow, and the, then Takeshi lands a lariat, leaving them both down. Pretty stiff shots, right? Like snug, as the kids yeah, say. Yeah, MJF was landing some good ones as well. He was. Absolutely. Um, MJ pulls the ref in front of him as Takesha's on the apron, and then he moves the ref. MJ or Takesha stepping in, he kind of like does a ro- rope kick, low blow. Uh, then he goes after the arm more, kind of softening him up for the Ujiwara. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth. Um, Takesha hits a blue thunder bomb for two. Then he hits uh that knee strike he likes to hit uh for two uh with a rope break this time. Uh, he misses a. He misses a swing, a springboard swanton. MJF capitalizes, locks in the salt of the earth. Um, and Takeshi is almost out the ropes. MJF pulls him back in the middle ring and switches like a bridging armbar a la Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, and he keeps like reefing on it until uh, he gets the tap out, which is pretty nice. Um, and then after he clocks him with the ring, beats him up more until he like busts him open pretty good. And then, yeah. uh, Danielson runs down to chase him off and Takeshi is like tripping. Yeah, too bad Takeshita had to tap out, but it is your world champion, so that's okay. Uh, another excellent Takeshita TV match, right? Like, this is what this guy does. Um, I thought he did a good job of selling his arm pretty much throughout this, and then he, like, hits his usual, like, impactful, crisp-looking offense that, like, wins over every crowd um, and showcases, like, he's just really good, right? He's, I think they said he's 27, right? And been wrestling for 10 years. So it makes sense that he's this good. It's just we hadn't seen him until this point or really heard of him either, to Literally be honest. Until it's not even been a year right. since I first saw him. Uh, MJF was a great heel, right? Like taking every shortcut, cheating when he could. Um, the sequence directly after MJF flipped and landed on his feet off the top rope move there was really, really good. I thought highly entertaining opener. And like I said, like kudos to MJF because he gave Takeshita a lot and let this guy just keep looking awesome, right? So I thought this was really good and an awesome start to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like this as an opener. Um, consistent Takeshita on TV has been nice, kind of surprise. I mean, not entirely because of the reports we heard, but like it also is because like if it's coming to shape really fast. Yes. And also, I didn't expect him to kind of last in this specifically after the dance match. I thought he would branch off into something else, but right? This is actually probably a smart way to keep him on TV. Kind of like with working with Daniel saying, I like that. Um, I kind of wish MJF still had the firm because then that would give Takesha something People to do. People to too. get like, to the, before he gets to the and, final and boss. And Danielson could do that too. Like, yep. like you go dancing and like, imagine like MJF and Ego, like they should have kept the firm. I think that was kind of wasted potential because I think like, I mean, it, it brought 
them gold, I guess. But although it honestly, it's honestly as if the guns aren't even in the firm anymore. If Danielson were fighting through the firm, we wouldn't have been getting the last whatever five matches we no. just got. Right, but like at the same time, I wish there was a firm because like I don't know, it just it, it felt like kind of cool. And I like when MJF Scott. Where's Big Bill? Big Bill Morrissey. Yeah, maybe on his honeymoon. <laughs> I don't know. No, Lexi Nair was on the show. That's true. So. That's true. Like I don't know. I just I like when MJF has underlings. You know, like as yeah. someone he's got like Wardlow to like. Or, like, using the pinnacle, like, yeah. I don't know. Just, and it, I feel like that works for him, right? So I, I wish they would, I hope they do something like that again, because I think he should have that. Um, And so, yeah, like, a lot of showcase for Takeshi here. He comes out looking great just by another loss. Yeah, another doesn't, another it doesn't loss. bother me so far, no. right? They can heat him up whenever they want. Especially because I'm used to it. It's more like, right. it's less of, oh, he lost again. More like, oh, he won <laughs> yeah, against true. Cage. Right? Yes. Like, um, I thought he and MJF actually worked pretty well together. I thought it meshed nicely. Um, I like the arm targeting from MJF. It was simple, and it obviously paid off. I like he had to kind of like alter the arm bar too to yep. take out Takesha, so that kind of makes him look a little better. Yeah, almost Granted, like a super finisher. He right? did tap right, so that's a, but that's okay. I think uh, the flip out was uh, really cool. It caught me by surprise, and then the exchange after, like, so that was really cool. Like yep. a lot of stiff shots there, and that was really nice. Um, I didn't expect Takesha to win here, obviously, but I still liked it quite a bit. Didn't really hinder it for me, and it was a great start to the show. It was a lot of fun. I'd almost rather it as the main event, though. I would, for sure. There's three matches I like better than the main event. <laughs> but anyways. Was, obviously, Bunny was the top. I, the do top you even one. need to ask? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, next, we got a quick Joe package. Um, talking about Wardlow coming out after the match with Darby Allin. So he took his title and took his scalp. Yes. Uh, and he'll take everything from him. Cause he, Joe, or Wardlow's trying to take the title back. And he'll mm. be ready for him. Blah, blah, blah um king of tv's back so that's pretty sweet um i'm super happy we're back to this i really hope warlow doesn't take the title back same i saw a guy talking about it it was kind of weird because it's like so warlow won he's the title, so cold right, right, and, right now right like warlow won the title fine and that that kind of fizzled out then joe won the title which was great yeah then darby won the title also great like and then he did a great job with that he did then joe won that which as much as i love that this kind of then we, we're, we're moving back and then when we'll be back to square one with wardlow yes after all this so and i feel like that's just hot potatoing the title around which when i feel like darby did a good job of making the title visible and joe could do that too but i feel like wardlow winning the title back is going to be kind of a hindrance to that and i don't think he's that great like exactly i think we've taken steps forward since wardlow was champion right mm-hmm. i don't need to go back not that i i don't even mind the guy but but king of tv is just a million times yeah i better. thought joe was great here again and he sort of made a smooth transition from darby to wardlow right and i same as you i just hope joe retains because he's awesome i, I like him on my tv, TV. in ring and promo little promo segments every week mm-hmm. is fine yeah so i i really hope we keep this in like i had doubts the first time too but that was kind of tainted so i'm not sure if that'll last yeah so I'm, or like, if that'll stick again, if so I don't want them to treat him like he's a placeholder champion until they find the next person, but I want him to be like he he's the be, champ. I want your him energy to have there. a decent run. Me like, too. I would like. I wouldn't even mind if he held it till double or nothing, which nope, is like I'm in the fine. Late spring. Build the prestige of those, right? When you beat him, it's a big deal. Right. Guy's I, a killer. I feel like we haven't really had a run like that because you and Darby, when he had like the longest run, like his first run. Yeah. That didn't feel like. Like, I felt like he was just like, yeah, just had a lot of defenses. I I remember there was a period in his first run where his whole thing was, hey, I'm not having a lot of defenses. I'm going to start having a lot of defenses. So that was even like, it was even a little invisible in that run. I guess that's why it's hard to hold on to it so long if you're doing open challenge stuff, right? Right. And like, but I feel like they could, because like, it's just been too much hot potatoing. Like between like, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to go back to Ward. No, I don't think it should. I feel like already last year, there's that hindrance with like, because Scorp and, uh, 
Sammy. Oh my god, uh, I forgot kept, about Scorpio Sky already. Yeah, uh, him and Sammy kept papatooing yeah, for a bit. They and, did. Like, There's the interim nonsense, which that was probably the most. The first interim title was probably the most forgettable because we all remember Moxley's interim champion, and Tony Storm obviously was interim champion for a while. So like, I feel like the TNT one because that Cody was gone for two weeks. Remember? Right. Like that. Was yes. Like, the first interim title was the most pointless. So, like, other than Guevara coming around with two of the same belt, amused Which me. you enjoyed, yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it you was did. really funny. But, like, I don't know. I feel like we need a sustained run. I feel like Joe's a good option for that until, like, I, agree. I don't want it to be Wardlow. Um, but then I'm not sure, like, who would be good to beat Joe. I, I don't think I want Jungle Boy. Keshta. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Do that. I'd do that. Build him up for a while. and I'd, I'd do that. Joe yeah. can do the heavy lifting on the mic and that, right? So I'd give it to him. or I'd, I'd, maybe, I'd maybe give it to Starks. Yeah. I'd maybe give it to Starks. Uh, Starks I've cooled a little on, but... But, like, I feel like... As no much as I love Takeshita, Starks is kind of the more of the package deal. Right now, yeah. Um, sure. So, I don't know. It, de- it depends on what Starks is into. But I, I would, the dream would be Takeshita. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I was avoiding talking about the bunny. Because uh, it's the bunny. Yep. versus Jamie Hayter um, the, in another Eliminator. Atypical time spot for them. Yeah. Um, but I still get to say it, right? This is your... <laughs> like this. Bunny, no problem. I love Hater. Don't get me wrong. Bunny. I was early on the Hater bandwagon. but You're drinking your Hater right early. Yeah, I was. <laughs> but this, it's Bunny. And then she's fine. There's a spot for Bunny in my wrestling company, right? But this isn't it. But anyways, sorry. Mm-hmm. Carry on. Yeah, and if I, I, th- I thought it was funny they pointed out how much, um, like, how many people are accompanying Bunny, and then three of them left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Sabine and Butcher and Blade were just like, this is the, uh... Yeah, because Penelope stayed, right? Yeah. But that's it. Because they're, uh, they're still a thing, I guess. Something. They're the longest-lasting tag As we team know nobody well. remembers. <laughs> exactly. Because, like, I don't remember them doing anything since that street fight. Which was awesome. But I don't. I honestly, you could have told me they split up on dark months and months ago, and I would have believed you. That was the best thing Bunny's done since getting swallowed by a stage when we were or a ramp when we were there live. That's why. That's why AEW <laughs> don't do that anymore. The the ramp that goes to the ring. I know we've said it before, but somewhere there's an episode of Impact where we're she gets an she gets a round of applause for successfully getting in the ring because <laughs> it was a severe take two after she fell in between. The crack between the <laughs> ring and the and the ramp, right? Yeah, and got stuck there. It was I wish AW would do that occasionally again. Like I like the ramp when it goes to the ring because it's another level of yeah. It's something else you can do, you know. And they just fully had to record it again. It was great, and so she got sarcastic applause when she was successful getting <laughs> in the ring. Awesome. It was uh three notables. Uh, there's a neck breaker over the mill rope from Bunny. Uh, she suplexed Hater into the stairs with her leg hitting the stairs, which was kind of a smart move. Right. Um. There's exploder suplex from Hater. Then a botched second one when she hits the haterade for the win, which is the Rainmaker that she does. It didn't um, look great either, I didn't which think. Which was okay, which might be because of, you know. I think so. Um, it was really short. Really, really wasn't much to note around the poorly placed commercial break, as you can tell. And you had the weird suplex botch, which was odd, because the first right before was executed fine. But I hope Bunny's okay, because it feels like one of those where it's going to result in an ear and concussion or something. I thought she was hurt. Uh, the match itself, meh. Yeah, it was, I thought it was okay, but short. And like you said, the commercial break was probably almost half of it, right? So, and then, yeah, sloppy finishing combination. 
I don't. I think there's a chance Bunny was legit hurt by a. I don't know what happened exactly. I think but, so. And maybe even this ended earlier than it was supposed to. I don't know. But you could see her as they were showing Hater going up the ramp. I think with Baker, you could see that there were people like really helping Bunny. And it. Yeah. I don't think it was like for show because I don't even think they knew they were on camera, right? I think they were legit helping her to the back. So yeah, hopefully she's okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was not nothing impressive yeah. at all. Uh, speaking, speaking of non-impressive, just gonna say the exact same thing. Uh, and we get Tony Storm and Soraya. Speak of the devil. Uh, Soraya says they saw here in action just now. I guess they were adjacent to a monitor nearby. Uh, had to be adjacent. Well, right. no, and they're in AEW. Maybe they're allowed to be. I'd say most of the time they're adjacent. <laughs> uh, and they congratulate her. Uh, but she's a loser like everyone else in AEW, and they bring in Leva Bates, and then they beat her up, spray paint her back with an L. Ha 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 ha. So. That's funny. That makes me laugh. Um, Soraya says they aren't here to make friends. They're here to take over. Um, sure. So she said sure baby girl too many times for one segment. I'm pretty sure there it was, was only two times, but I'm almost no, positive there. I think like, there were three baby girls. It was at least two or I'll three. set the over-under at three and a half. Okay. And, like, it was in too rapid of a succession, too. Like, like no. It was like when they tried to ram Undisputed Elite down their throat down my throat except i don't hate that name and they thought she was gonna get over as a baby face uh, no. she is not like i don't man. think she'll get over as a heel because i just don't want her here <laughs> um i still don't care about saray as, as i just mentioned i still don't want her here i wish tony was doing something else because i thought tony was a solid baby face and i think this might drag her down a bit she does not look committed to this no, to me and, and i don't I, i'm sure i'm just reading into it i don't think that she's happy with this the beatdown looked really weak, too. Like, it was hardly anything. They just, like, kicked her a few times, and she's just lying there. She gets spray-painted. Well, which, like, that thing was lame, and so it's not a fresh thing. And if you really want to go there, Trey Miguel probably does it better. And even then, I don't even watch that. Well, and Storm went from, like, champion of the division, having pretty good matches. Like, we were starting to like her. Oh, and I don't now, hate her anymore. And now she's, like, the second banana to Soraya, who's done what? Which I don't think is, like, if you want to have Soraya, you'll find her, like, give her someone else. But, like, I think Tony was better off without this. And this wasn't Agreed. really and bad, but I didn't love it. I think Tony Storm knows that, too. I think she, I think so, yeah. Like, but that's it what it feels like to me. It doesn't seem she's That she's like, okay, I'll do it, but. Well, yeah, because what are you not going to do? Right. What's the, uh, what's the alternative? You're not Sasha Banks. Yeah, <laughs> Naomi. Okay. Uh, where is Sheeta also? Yeah, I, I, this segment was a mess for me. I did, or sorry, I didn't. It felt really weak. I didn't like it at all. Like, Sarayad belongs as a heel, if anything, but like, this takeover, we're here to take over. So, Tony Storm's been there how many months and hasn't tried to take over or do anything? And she's been so wronged by AEW now, despite being their champion Seriously. for. I was never the real champion. And like the attack on Bates felt like juvenile and lazy, right? And calling people losers. Like it's just all feels not a lot of effort going into this. It feels like they had to shift gears because they thought, thought Soraya was going to be like treated like a legend or something. And she wasn't and she shouldn't be in my opinion. No. So I feel like this is no, them shifting gears pretty quickly. And this is what you get. And I don't feel like it's good. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's worse, but I don't think it's better either. No, I like. I still. It's not even like 
I don't even think it's the point where it's like, oh, she's healed now, and oh, now I'm supposed to hate her. I still, it's still the same to me. Like, I still don't want her here. It's still and kind it's of an like, oh, anchor on Tony Storm, who we were starting to like. And I, th- I think it, I think it is because like I think so too. Yeah, I didn't hate Storm, which is weird, right? But like in NXT and freshly out of NXT, you were like, oh, I not hated her. In, not she interested. was brutal in WWE. I thought she sucked. But like, and I feel like this is a step back for her. This is kind of her mogul affiliates, if you will. Hey, hey. <laughs> nice. Uh, next again, MJF interview. Uh, he says everyone's talking about Takeshi like he was the next big thing. Uh, he's no match for MJF, and but no one is. Um, he had like blood all over his tape, which is kind of cool. Um, he says he doesn't know if he's hated because he's twisted. I uh, he told a story about like he was like driving with his crush in like a Camaro or whatever. Uh, um, he did some hand to mouth motion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he claimed that they're like going at ninety miles per hour, hit a telephone pole. Um. And then, like, when he heard police sirens, he, like, switched her into the driver's seat to make it look like she did it. And um, so he said he's he has a scumbag, and he's proud of it, and he's going to expose uh, Danielson, stuff like that. Um, but, yes. Yeah, I, I like that he spoke about Takeshita before focusing on Danielson, right? Like, putting him over a little bit mm-hmm. more. But I thought that story was dumb. <laughs> I, I, like, he delivered it well, as he always yeah. will, but super contrived and if this is if i'm to believe this is real that's not something he's admitting right like you're not admitting to a a long list of crimes uh, on national television right so it was a bit a little bit too far for me it kind of felt silly more than like serious to me but uh, i didn't mind it because it felt kind of aimless at first but once it kind of connected back to the point i think I they could have done something less extreme that i would have believed more because yeah. this guy's admitting to like basically killing Frame, somebody and then someone. framing them for you know like what ridiculous. But anyways, he was good, but yeah. I, the content was silly. Yeah. Uh, next we get the Garcia Guevara gauntlet, the triple G. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Can you tell? Um, because so we, we start... don't get enough jazz, so you got to find a way to get like three other members at least in a match. Because, because. Somebody tell me why. I don't know. I feel like they tell me why. I feel like it's their they're like catering to Jericho. That's the only thing I can think is that he's they're appreciating Jericho exactly. Done so much for them and whatever, whatever that this is they're letting him do what he wants to do. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this is what he wants to do. No, wait, because the faction's named after him, right? Um, so we get uh Starks taking on Angelo Parker first. Um, Parker starts fast with a uh, right hand, snaps two bucks for one count. He's trying to end it pretty early. No avail. Keeps trying to pin him. Uh, it doesn't really last long because uh, he he does get out of a Russian bow attempt and goes for a clothesline. Stark stocks a spear. Uh, Parker's out of there. Uh, the Menard comes in next and attacks Stark from behind. Gets side steps. Stark rolls from up right away, so he's out. Yeah, those like that. both of those first two matches took like what three minutes, maybe yeah, something like that. Yeah. Which is fine, because we're getting, that's the appetizer, right? We're getting to the entree, and, I guess. Uh, Garcia's music hits. Uh, he's coming out, and he looks ready to fight Starks. But then Guevara's music hits. He also comes out in ring gear. Um, he gets up on the apron, fakes Starks out. Then Garcia attacks him from behind, and he's the final leg of the gauntlet, I guess. Am I supposed to care that there's tension between, is there tension between those no, two? No, it was the fake out. Because they, just then Starks doesn't know, and then they, kind of Garcia took advantage. I guess. I felt like when when I thought, Gu- but then Guevara I like came out, kind of wasn't was... the case because then they kind of switched tactic. I guess. Um, Garcia went for the dragon tear at one point. Starks countered a deep roll for two, which I thought was kind of cool. 
Uh, Garcia counters a spear and catches Starks in a guillotine. Starks gets to his feet and counters in like kind of a set of spinebuster of sorts. Uh, Garcia hit a superplex, rolls through, but off of that, Starks hit brainbuster for two. Spear on the apron from Starks. Uh, he gets hit with a juice effect from a masked fan. And they're so surprised in at a, the reveal. In a lucha mask, and then he's wearing an acclaimed tree. He's got like foam fingers, like the scissor. Yeah. Uh, and then Garcia rolls uh, Starks in the ring uh, for the win. And oh my God, Jericho was the masked guy. So shocking. Uh, I really had trouble getting into this at all. The first two matches were nothing, obviously. And then Garcia Starks didn't really get going, I didn't think, right? Like I there agree. was, those are two really good wrestlers, and I didn't think there was anything really impressive about it. And then Jericho as the reveal was not a surprise or a payoff that I care about because it was a Judas effect. You knew who it was. And Starks oh, is just, back elbow. Starks is just cooled off for me. And I think part of it is just his delayed involvement with these guys. Like I don't care about jazz I thought it was fine when it was early on that like, it didn't seem like it would be a whole yet thing. another jazz feud that's dragging on far too long right. right beyond where they should be so it feels like they're just trying to keep jericho happy but this group does nothing for me and i feel like i'm just enduring their stuff do you know mm-hmm. what i mean i'm not enjoying it i'm not whatever yeah. i'm just getting through it so i can get to whatever's after this that'll be better right and that sucks because yeah. there's a lot of talented people not getting a lot of time yeah, this wasn't great. It was okay. It was just weird. Um, it really wasn't much of a gauntlet given the length of the first two parts. Like it could have just been a Garcia Starks match, and that would have been fine too. Honestly, again, I would prefer Guevara, but given this was short, I guess not. Uh, those could have been stripped away. The difference would have been minimal. Garcia Porson wasn't even amazing either. Like you said, it never really got going for me. It was okay, but they really weren't given a lot of time to work with, which was kind of the downer here. And I thought the finish was kind of weird too. So no second match. With Jericho, whatever, I don't care. Starks already beat him. Right. Like, that's the other part of this. Like, we've the done this. thing that happened. They did this feud backwards. They had the final boss, and now they're going through the minions. Right. It's like, bizarre to me. Like, it doesn't, I don't care. It's not how it works. And, yeah, like, he faced Jericho, then Hager, then right. the rest of them. And, like, just face Guevara, and then you're done. Like, right, and move on. Guevara's going to be the final boss. And hopefully Guevara and, and Garcia somehow split, and Garcia goes and does something else. Please. He looks so stupid in the pants, which I guess is the point. Yeah. But, like, he doesn't even seem to care. No. Uh, Next, we get an acclaimed interview quick, which is basically just Billy Gunn saying they agreed that he'll stay in the back because he's kind of, like, he, he's still, like, obviously there's, there's kids and this is the acclaimed, so he's going to kind of stay out of no, it. No, we did this business. already. We did this already. Yeah. He made his choice months ago. We did this already. But I don't own, understand. His own kids turned on him. Yes. It like he made this choice already. I don't. I don't know, man. Like if I heal, they're just on you running it back. Join my friends. I don't get this gonna... really. I'm sure there's a payoff coming, but we did this already. Right. Like if I heal, turn on you, and you join my friends, then I start fighting them again. You're gonna be like, oh, I don't know what to do. Right. You already went through all this indecision, and you made a decision. Anyways, time to indecide again. I guess. Is that a verb to indecide? It is now. Is now I verbed it. Verbed it. Uh yeah, it's fine. It's really quick. No Billy Gunn. That's fine. We did do this before, so it, it's all weird. Yep. Um, Danielson's in the training room getting interviewed with Takeshita being looked at. Uh, Renee's talking to Danielson. We hear some noise outside the door, and then Danielson's locked in the room. Then you hear uh in the distance Rouge's music hitting. Yes, sir. Uh, so that's interesting. And so cut to Rouge making his way to the ring. Uh, then MJF comes out and says he needs to talk with Aubrey. Says considering the rule book, Danielson's scheduled for a match right now, and he isn't here. 
because the match needs to be started right now and a count out. Um, Aubrey starts to count, but then we cut to a backstage really slowly. video. Yeah. And Elfire trying to stop Danielson and Takeshita helps hold him back by Elfire, I mean, Piero Peligroso, Preston Vance, and Jose. They called him Preston Vance. I know. Commentary. They they changed it like on the fly. It was, it was Piero Peligroso in action on Rampage, and then it was Piero Peligroso, Preston Vance. Nice. So, yeah. Man of many names. Mm-hmm. Who you never see do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh yeah, I don't even think I've seen him in a match since I haven't forever. There's like, something on Rampage I watched, I think that you didn't, but the Battle Royal? Could be. Casino Royale, the Details, don't know. Thing. Something somewhere I or saw. People him. being thrown over the ropes. Could be. You know. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> um, and so he gets immediately attacked by Roosh when he gets in the ring. It's what uh, Roosh does. MJF's on commentary as well. Yeah. A lot of MJF in this show, which Eddie Kingston complained about in a tweet whether he's serious or not. I don't know. He's always working that guy. It's hard to tell. There's a fair chance. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Um. Yeah, Roosh is targeting left arm again because that's the thing that people do. Uh, Danielson gets sent in the barricade a couple times and a basement dropkick on the outside from Roosh. He busts him open pretty good. Um, and then sends him in the barricade again. Um, uh, after more and then some more uh punches and headbutts and a barrage of boots and forearms uh chop exchange on the apron which blows down chops and slaps and Danielson runs up Roosh and gets belly to belly off the apron that was cool it was pretty cool on the floor and some of Danielson's blood splatters on the camera that was amazing that was yeah cool his visual. blood flies onto the camera he was see like it. when he was on the apron it was like a pretty crimson mask very bloody red viscous liquid very viscous uh and very liquid uh, strike exchange and the crowd chaining C with every kick and chop from Danielson, which is funny. Just like everything. Yeah. You always enjoy that. Uh, straight jacket pile driver from Roosh for two, which I forgot that's a thing he does. Uh, but Psycho Knee gets a near fall. Then the finish comes when there's a slap exchange. Danielson kind of flips out of a German. Not really. He just kind of didn't take a hit, I guess. Yeah. Like, he d- under flipped a bit. He did. He, he kind of like... It did look like he ended up taking less impact than he normally would, but he definitely didn't land on his feet. No. Not like but it was okay. Not like Seth Rollins. He did his best. Um, then he hits another Busseco knee to pick up the win. Uh, MJF makes his way down the ring, beats uh, Danson down, then locks in the salt of the earth. Only broke to take out a couple security guards, then put it back on, and then we kind of cut commercial commercial break with that as your visual. Yeah, um, I thought this was another excellent physical match in this series of Danielson matches that have been awesome. I love Rouge. Um, I think he's just an awesome, vicious heel, which is exactly what you wanted here. And Danielson's the resilient baby face who's already injured, right? So really simple, classic story. And they beat the hell out of each other in this. And there's like blood flying onto cameras, which was a really cool moment. And I, I just wish Rouge would get more time and attention. I don't think there's many heels that are as believable as he is, and I think he's awesome in the ring. So I thought this was another great TV match from Danielson in this run. Um, the, regarding the beatdown afterwards, like, did, I guess, Blackpool Combat Club just evaporated when Regal left? No, they're, they're facing Kip Sabian, Butcher, and Blaine on But Rampage. they just let him get beaten down? No, Yuta couldn't come down? Moxie's probably on vacation? I don't know. Just seemed weird that nobody comes out to help Danielson. but. I'm nitpicking. Really good match, though. That is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? What are you going to say? I don't know. 
awkward Oh, silence. they said uh, Roosh has never been defeated in singles competition. I was like, he had a match against Moxley. Yeah. I know he did. Yeah. So I love Roosh. I know he didn't win. Roosh is cool. He didn't choke him with the cable. That is crazy. That's a signature no, spot. It is. Um. Uh. So, yeah, another good match from Danson. Saw the finale of the series of matches for him. Another Iron Man match is confirmed, so that'll be cool. Uh, Roosh worked really well here as the last hurdle for Danson because he'll just be like, he's the blatant cheating, right? And I liked it from Jeff as the last-ditch effort. Uh, Danson got busted open real good at one point. It was quite the Crimson Mask. Uh, crowd amusement times. A lot of hard shots in here in, in this one. Um, I thought the finish was pretty solid, too. Overall, good match. Guess it's the Revolution match, which should be pretty cool. And just kind of reflecting on the series as a whole, I think it was really nice. Uh, Takeshi was an awesome start. That got me hyped for this whole concept right off the bat, and that match was great. Um, Takeshi being a constant in the story ever since has been a nice surprise, like I mentioned before. Uh, Bandito next is really good. That mm-hmm. was really nice. Uh, Cage provided a nice shakeup with the powerhouse style, and then Thatcher kind of as like the the technical equal to Danielson, which is kind of cool. And then Roosh to cap it off, like Takeshi, Bandito, Cage, Thatcher, Roosh. A lot of guys I really like in there. Um, pretty much Me everyone. Too. And that that was a really nice set of matches. Like, I think on the whole, like this series, like. They didn't have a lot of choices, right? Because in total, I think that's, like, what, five guys? But, like, they really made the most of the choices here. So I think, like, all in all, it was, like, a really nice thing. And it was way better than the five labors of Jericho or something. Yes, this has been every week something to look no forward Nick to. Gage and Hoovy It's been out, awesome. You know? Oh, yeah. Hoovy. Yeah, Hoovy. Totally Hoovy was forgot. Uh, that was a Die My Homecoming. But, yeah, this was, this was pretty sweet. I liked it a lot. Uh, next, we get Impractical Jokers are here. I watched that. Half of them. You watch Two that thirds. show every day. Two Your thirds. mother and I watched that show a long time ago. Thought it was like we stumbled across it, and it's funny, right? That's so, the funniest thing ever. It's That's, a good show. I watch that every night. That's so my nightly viewing. Q and Murr. Yeah, Sal's not here. No. And Joseph. And Joe's done, right? You said pretty much. I think. Oh uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I guess if for people who don't watch, I mean, I, I assume a bunch of people do because they're getting on TBS for the tenth season. But like, I guess for those who don't know, maybe some people don't hear. I guess it's not like we have a huge reach. Uh, but it's like, hey, well, hey, like hey. it's like a hidden camera show, right? Where they just like get each other to do dumb stuff, like yeah, it's high school friends that enjoy like torturing each other and making each other do embarrassing things. Yeah, but like, like not quite wholesome, but not like super mean or dangerous like, or anything. Yeah, it's not gonna like interfere with right. anyone, right? And it's like. One of the things is, like, refuse, you lose. Like, you just, like, if they refuse to do or say anything, then, right. then they get a thumbs down. Like, whoever loses the most at the end of each episode gets, like, a punishment. So it's it's really funny to watch. Uh, so I guess they're on the 10th season, which I watched the episode, I think, this morning, which was pretty good. I had um, Brett Michaels. Um, yep. Hairband. Yeah. Rocker guy. And uh, Paul Rudd made a random appearance at the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was watching that. Ant-Man. You were watching it this morning. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. Because it was on uh, last night, or... Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that was a new one. Yeah, it was the 10th season. Makes sense. Uh, so Murr has Floyd, the baseball bat behind him, which they stole. Because uh, Q, Q mentions like Jericho was on the 9th season in one of the punishments. Because ever since they lost the, one of the guys, I think cause he's got a family now. Yeah. Um, They always bring like a guest person for the punishments. Like they've had um, the one episode was Brooke Shields. They've had uh, Jericho, uh, Method Man, um, Rob Riggle. Was one yeah. of them. Uh, the first one I saw from ninth season was uh, David Cross. Yeah, I like him. Um, I saw I think it was Adam Pally and some other guy. Um, he played I think it's Adam Pally who played he played the teacher in um that middle school movie the mm-hmm. 
the cool teacher. Mm-hmm. That guy. Uh, anywho, uh, Jericho is one of them, and he uh, tortured Q like in the punishment because he he was a loser that time. He was in like an ice bath, and he had he would get punished every time, every time he got out. And Jericho's like a diva. They said they said they would loosen him up, um, and take the bat. He won't get it back until they say so. He would respond on the premiere or something the next night. Um, so it was pretty random. It wasn't much, but I guess a nice callback to Impractical Jokers. Um, that's cool. Um, and I'm happy they're on TBS because that's pretty big for them. It um, is. It's weird. No Sal was here, but. Because Sal's my boy. I, I like those guys, but I thought this was pretty pointless. It was. Like, I didn't further I thought they were on Rampage too, and I don't really understand why. Yeah. But I like them, so I don't really care. It's pretty harmless. And it beats watching Soraya, so. That is true. Yeah. Um, next, we get Elite versus AR Fox and Top Flight for the And I think you titles. said it, too. We we kind of forgot this match was on here, right? Oh, like, I oh, yeah. did forget. That's great news, because like, this should be oh. awesome. Yeah, Omega's got two belts again. It, so it begins. Right. So it begins. Why couldn't he have held the U.S. title two years ago? Like I don't know. That would have been cool. Sure. You know. Okay, keep going. That would have been cool if he had the IWGP belt, because that would have been cool. Okay. Um. So uh, credit to TJR here because I didn't want to take notes. Partially because I want to watch, and partially because I'm lazy. Good old so John. It's takes it's, good notes. That guy. Yes. Um, so Matt made a tag against Darius with um the Young Bucks thing that like the gut buster and then like the neck breaker, back breaker kind of thing, like where there he's on the knee. Um Fox and Omega are in the ring later on. Uh, Omega had a clothesline. Uh, Omega working over Darius with chops and then he had a corner splash and Bucks hit uh kicks at the same time like the elbow. Um and then the back breaker on Darius leading a commercial break. Um but- Back in the ring, Matt was in the ring with Darius. Um, there's a standing Spanish fly, or was it no standing? Like a split legged that Fox did. I don't know. It yeah. says Matt and Darius, but I don't know. Well, so that was remember we. You, I think I went back so you could see it. Yeah. He did a split legged. I think it might have been Fox. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, Nick tagged in. He went for a splash. Darius got the knees up. Uh, Omega in the ring. Uh, Fox tag in his senton on Nick. Uh, cutter to like I think there's cutters all around. Yeah, yeah. Fox. Fox hit a cutter to everybody. Yeah. Uh, Fox hit a dive on a both bucks on the floor. Um, and on Omega. Uh, he had a somersault dive on the both bucks. Um, senton bomb off the top on Omega for two. Omega got a boot up. Uh, Fox says springboard smash slide. There's there the, it is. One. Okay, so I guess it was different. Um. Dante tagged in against Nick. Uh, Matt tagged in. Dante hit a head scissors takedown. Um, You're right. Weird silent hiccups. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, you get like a, it's like a lump in your throat, but then it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, Matt caught Dante with uh, Matt hitting multiple. He hit the locomotion northern lights. Um, Then uh, he did this weird thing where like he had D- Dante trapped, and so Darius and Fox came in. He like a double northern lights to them. With one of them was legal. And Dante was also trapped, so it's like a triple kick out, which I guess that looks cool, but, like, I don't know. I think it'd be cooler if Dante was still legal, so, like, you're trapping him or you're pinning him while you're keeping the other two down with the suplex. I don't know. It's cool, but it's kind of weird. It's a little contrived. Uh, Nick tagged in uh, with a super kick. Uh, Darius came back with a uh, kick and uh, hit a DDT on Nick while um, legal man Dante covered Nick for two. Uh, Fox hit a springboard onto a uh, everyone on the floor. I think it was like that inverted somersault thing he did, right? That was cool, I yeah. Think. It was. Uh, and then Top hit the, the nosedive powerbomb thing uh, for near fall on Nick uh, with Omega breaking the pin. 
Um, Omega hit a Snapdragon on Fox. Uh, some more moves, but like everyone was hitting something. Uh, Matt hit a Neckbreaker. Fox went into Gary and Matt. Young Bucks hit assisted Spike Tombstone for two with Omega kind of uh, popping Nick over him, and then they hit the Tombstone. It was a little. It wasn't completely. Nick flush. didn't do a ton. No. It wasn't completely flush, but um, it was still solid. Uh, Nick hit a Moonsault on the outside, which was pretty nice. Um, Fox away knee from Omega. Roll up for two. Then he hit a V trigger. Uh, then a Dr. Bomb uh, kick out, and then another V-Trigger. Uh, one Winged Angel got countered for a two. And then um, Omega ducks and Zagiri. He got a Crucifix for two, and then rolled right into another Crucifix, and that got the Elite the win. Yeah, a bit of a surprise, right? I guess a compliment that they didn't, it wasn't with a finisher. They had to just kind of win by right, any yeah, means yeah. necessary. So another like highly entertaining trios match, as you would expect, I thought. The first couple minutes felt a bit off like not what i expected but then like everyone hit their stride and it became like the high speed car crash of a match that you're expecting when these six are together i think like ao ar fox continues just to be a joy to watch for me because i haven't seen a ton of him before aew i've seen a little bit of him um in evolve and lucha underground obviously but like he's really fun to watch man he fits right into this division right with these guys so i think top flight's a good team for him to work with too like i really like it yeah, everybody did what they always do, and it's impressive, right? Um, the roll-up finish, again, I think is a compliment to Fox and Top Flight just to sort of keep them looking strong. And this was the third, like I think, excellent match on this show, and the crowd was super into this one. So that's three awesome matches in a two-hour show. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a really fun match like you would expect. Um, at times, they have a lot going on, but it makes it entertaining to watch. Uh, fans of ref control and tag rolls won't have the <laughs> best time. Correct. Uh, but if you can ignore that a bit, matches like these are a blast, especially when it has to be condensed for TV. I can forgive it, right? Like, you y- you might not have a lot to work with. Um, and there's some really sweet sequences, especially the bit where everyone hits something. That's the standard, but that usually ends up being really hectic and fun to watch. Um, there's some nice near falls like the tombstone or the nose dive or the counter to one winged angel, and allowing uh top flight and fox to look good again. Uh, cause uh, they got a solid amount in, and Omega had to win with a roll up because he couldn't get the one winged angel like he right. tried to, which is look makes them look solid too. Another fun trios match, great division so far. Like it, it's really fun even in the wake of the best of seven. Yeah. So um, this and you don't really see cool. it. We, we don't see it anywhere else, right? Mm-hmm. Like no, nothing. Not like this. No. And uh, top play and Fox were a fun trio for sure. Uh, next we got a quick hook package. It was like a highlight reel kind of thing. It was weird. Like it, it's like, it, hey, remember him? He's the FTW champion. Okay. That's basically what it yeah. was. Yeah. Um, or highlight reek, I guess. Um, <laughs> I guess. Uh, that's what I wrote. And I guess to transition to Stokely, right, right, was the other. And we cut to a Hathaway interview, and he says all the firm issues are because of Hook, and he rhymes them off, and Hook appears behind him and kind of puts him in an arm hold, like kind of threatening, and like, uh, he's like, uh, caution with those, cautious with those words. Yeah, sir. I could barely hear him. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's entirely his fault. It might have been some miking. Issues. I think so too. Um, I'm glad they tacked on the Hathaway bit because the package by itself would have been like the NXT bits on the, or like the PLE bits where like, it's just like, what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It was fine. It was super quick. I don't, does that mean Hook's facing who? Hathaway. I doubt it. Right. But I guess. He already beat Moriarty, you mentioned, so. Big Bill? Could be. The monster. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, it was there. Didn't really add much for Mm -hmm. me. Uh, next we get the guns versus the acclaim for the tag titles. Main event time. Main event guns. Weird that this is the main event yes. a little bit. 
Yes. Like, and one of my first notes was like, this is a tough spot to have uh, what turned out to be a pretty standard tag match after the trios match that the crowd was like nuts for, right? To puts them in a tough, tough act to follow, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there wasn't a lot going on. Like, there were some corner tops from Bones on Colton. Caster hip tosses Austin, then uh, claimed hit the scissor me timbers. Bones got a nice hot tag flurry. He did. That was the highlight for me. Yeah, he went for a rolling elbow, but Austin pulled the ref into the way just in time, so he clocked the ref. And then good Austin ref bump. A quick draw. Yeah, it looked pretty good. Yeah. And uh, believably could have been out for a while. Austin went to grab a tag belt, aiming to take up Bones with it, but Billy Gunn comes to the ring and picks Bones up, pushes him out of the way, catches Austin trying to hit him with the belt. Uh, then Colton comes in, takes Billy out with the other belt. Uh, clean back, get back in the fight, uh, and Colton get t- gets taken out. Um, Austin gets hit with the arrival and the mic drop. They have to go arrive the ref, so they get the, they get a slow count for two. Uh, Colton pulls Bones off the pin. Uh, then the finish comes on Bones, rolls up Austin's on O'Connor roll for two. Gets pushed off, belt shot. Austin rolls him up. New champs. Yeah. Um. I yeah. felt like it was gonna happen, but I didn't. I thought it was because Billy was gonna get involved to help his sons, but it was kind of the opposite. They won despite their dad getting involved or whatever. I don't know. I like I thought Bowens looked good during his flurry that you talked about, but it didn't feel like a special main event, right? By the end it wasn't bad, but a main event with a title change shouldn't be the fourth best match on the show, and I think that's pretty right. true in this yeah. case. I'm not sure why they decided to change title the champions here, but FTR. I guess there's a payoff coming. I thought it was a below average main event that paled in comparison to several yeah. matches on the same show. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't awful, but not great for sure. Yeah. Uh, as far as main events go, this was not the best. Not necessarily a really bad match or anything. It just it felt really underwhelming for a main event. Mm-hmm. And like it, it felt really short too. Like it felt really like I think it was eleven eleven minutes for a tech. It really didn't feel like there was much and before the, all the shenanigans. Like. I didn't note much, and it really didn't feel like there was a lot. There wasn't. It was standard. Um, there, it was, the shenanigans were kind of messy until the finish. Like, that kind of turned out okay. But, like, the, and I feel like the Guns of Champs is a questionable choice in any capacity because they're not that credible right now. No. I did love the FDR funeral segment, but other than that, they're the same boring guns I don't care a lot for. Just maybe I'm slightly less negative now. Yeah. Um, I guess if FDR come back, it makes more sense for them to be the guns or a heel team than they claim. But I don't care who, who like... It it could be the acclaim. I don't care if FTR face the acclaim. That works. I that I would have liked that better way before. Yeah. Jared and Lethal, and or pick a team that isn't the Guns and have the acclaim lose them at Revolution or something. Like Guns are just a really odd choice for me in any for any reason. I agree. Uh, okay, match didn't need to go on last. I feel like it's a product of the plan result, if anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we'll see. I guess what happens next, but I I didn't I didn't think it was the main event of this show no. by any means. But uh, overall, I guess there were. Some things on this show that I didn't love, right? The the Jazz Gauntlet match, the women's match, the main event kind of underdelivered. Uh, Soraya Storm segment wasn't very good, but at the end of the day, right? This episode also had three like excellent matches, and I'd have to say like I still enjoyed the show overall. I don't think it's quite an A show, based on there wasn't really a standout segment. Like the MJF promo was one of my least favorite of his probably. Um, so it's a B plus, like a really solid show mostly on the strength of three like awesome matches and then some other stuff as well but a b plus for me mm-hmm. you yeah um like i thought the opener was great women's match not great uh then roosh danielson and the trio's match were pretty awesome and the main event was eh. yeah so jazz wasn't great either. yeah oh yeah i forgot that i was even there 
Uh, Jazz wasn't great either. Um, MJF was solid. Um, Impactful Jokers was there. Joe Soraya, was good. Soraya, no good. No good. Joe, good. Um, none of the segments really stand out, and the matches were pretty good. So I think I think B plus is fair. Like it was a pretty solid show. Yeah. If one thing was a lot like better, that's an A minus maybe, right? Yeah. It's that kind of close. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So now we will wrap that up and move into some wrestling trivia in our segment called Off the Top of His Head. All right, so in honor of Elimination Chamber being on next week, I'm going to break this into two chunks because there's now been 30 Elimination Chambers, so that gives me 15 each week, which is about perfect. So we're going to see how many you remember going back in time all the way... To 1992. Right, I told... So this is probably the first time you even ever got a hint of what was going to be... And I don't think if you knew that was because I was using it for trivia, but... Um, the res- I figured it was, but like honestly, that's not really much of a. The issue. resource I'm using, which is actually USA Today, because um, I thought that sounded crazy too. I knew there was no way. They're saying, let's take a look. The last line before they get into the list is, let's take a look back at every winner since the first one was held in 1992. A decade before the real first one. And then the very, exactly, the very next thing says number one was November 17th, 2002. Correct. Right? So the way it's going to work is. Uh, obviously, I'll tell you the year if you already know who won or whatever. If you need hints, right, I'm willing to give you, sorry, what did I, I had it organized here, um, what event it was, right, um, who the other, who the participants were, if you need a help and, to tell me who won and what, the, just going winners? and what the prize was and, and anything else you can think of okay. uh, off the top of your head, crazy enough, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, as you said, the first one was in 2002. Who was it won by? Uh, Shawn Michaels in the ugly brown pants. Correct. Um, Triple H had his throat crushed from Rob by Rob Van Dam. So um, where was it contested at? Survivor what show? Survivor Series. Correct. In Madison Square Garden. Any idea who participants were? Um, Michaels, RVD, Booker, Triple H, Kane, Jericho. Wow. Yeah. Jericho was a tag champ as well. And the prize won at in that match. World Heavyweight Title. Correct. So that's about how it's going to work. Okay. So the next one was August 24th, 2003, won by... SummerSlam. Correct. Uh, which was Trips. Correct. In the biker shorts. <laughs> Any other participants? Goldberg. Correct. Batista. Uh, no, not Batista. Um, Orton. Yes. Goldberg, Orton. Uh, Michaels. Yep. Is Jericho in there again? Yep. And uh, one more. Big fella. Big, not Big... Kane. No. Big show. No. Shawn Michaels affiliate former. Oh, Kevin Nash. Correct. Right. Oh, yeah, because Nash was back around then. Triple H won what? What prize? Uh, World Heavyweight title again. Correct. Retained it. January 9th, 2005. So we're jumping ahead uh, two Cena years won. now. No. Cena won. 2005? Yeah, I swear Cena won. Not what it says. Uh, was no, Cena in it? Six. Yeah, so there you um, go. How dare you question USA was, Today? Was it Trips again? Triple H is correct. Yeah, because Trips is king. What was the, uh, where was it contested? What New Year's Revolution. Oh, wow. I thought I'd get you on that one. Correct. Uh, was it? Participants. Batista was yes. this one. Was Orton in again, I think? Yes. Um, Michaels again? No. No, Jericho? Yes. And two more Canadians. Christian? No. Really? Benoit? Yes. Edge? Yes. Okay. And the prize one? World Heavyweight title. Which was? What? Before that, who had it? Oh. It's kind of a trick question. Was it, what? 
What are you talking about? He won it. Who had it before Triple H? Or, sorry, that's a it's a trick question. It was vacant. Oh, what happened? Really? It's just hard to get you there. I uh, thought so, but I don't. I don't even remember being vacated. January eighth, two thousand six. Cena. Correct. Um, uh, at what? New Year's Revolution. Correct. And participants. I know Masters of Cool were in it, so that's Masters and Carlito. Correct. Um, you, sir, are a special boy with your wrestling knowledge. So you got Masters and Carlito, right? It was Jericho in, I feel like? No. No. Okay. A lot of the usual suspects, I guess. Edge? No. No, because Edge cashed in. Never mind. Just do Christian? No. Jericho. I just said that. No. Benoit? No. Michaels, Angle, Kane. Damn. And John Cena did what? What did he win? WWE title. Retain or win? Retain. Correct. So that's what I'm looking for. Cena retained the WWE championship. Uh, 2006. Again? Yep. Oh, Extreme Chamber? Uh, that is correct. <laughs> so who won? Uh, Bobbert Lashes. Correct. And what was ECW the show? Title. Uh, December Dismember. Correct. So it was him, Big Show. Yep. Hardcore Holly. Woo-woo. <laughs> yes. Um, Test, RVD, and CM Punk. Correct. Wow. You know a lot of stuff. Bobby Lashley had a table. And Lashley won what? ECW title. Correct. Woo, February 17th. Hey-o. 2008. With no way out, right? There's two. No way out is correct. Who won? Which, uh, that, could, that, that could be two. Um, Pick one. I'll go back and forth. Was one of them Undertaker? One of them was Undertaker. Okay. So and participants? MVP. Correct. Kennedy. Uh, uh no. Can you wasn't Umaga? No. Big Daddy V. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so MVP, Big Daddy V. Um. Three more. I s- I could have sworn Kenny was in there. No. Um. Batista. Finley. Finley, and another really big guy with no talent whatsoever. Holly. Correct. And what was the prize that Undertaker won? I think he was to face Edge, right? At, to for what? For the World Heavyweight Title. Correct. Mania. Correct. Another one. Is there's another one, right? Yep. Was it WWE title? The other, the second one, or is it another title show? What WWE Championship match? Okay. At Mania as well. Two thousand eight. Who won that? Eight. Cena. No. Orton. No. Trip. Yes. Yeah, of course. Opponents. So this is the one Umaga was in. I'll tell you okay, that. Okay, so Umaga's in there. Vladimir Kozlov. No. Okay. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Yes. Uh, Ed, no Edge. Ed, no, because no, Edge campaign. Never mind. Um, was Orton in there? Jericho, JBL, Michaels. You don't know anything. Two thousand nine. Um. Okay. Um. WWE title one. It. Was, it is. We got a new champion. So right, I know. Um, I'm trying to think who won it. Did, was it Trips? Yes, I was gonna say. Seems like a guy that's won a lot of them. Yeah. Um. So there it was Edge. Yep. Jeff Hardy. Yep. Um. Was Punk in there? MVP. A surprise Kennedy. one that you mentioned earlier that I didn't know was in one at all. Kozlov. Oh yeah, Kozlov, okay. Uh Big Show Taker. Ah. Then the uh, other one, Edge won the world title. Correct. I know Kofi was in that cuz or he got taken out, I guess. So Edge replaced him, so never mind. Uh was Punk in that one? 
Punk was not in that one. Wow. Mike Knox was, though. Sure. Cena, Jericho, Kane, Knox, Mysterio. What did Edge win? The World Heavyweight title. Correct. 2010. We'll do a few more. Uh, Cena was one. And what was the show? Uh, Elimination Chamber. Correct. Other participants? Uh, No, Legacy was in there. So DiBiase and Kodith. Yes. Was Orton in there, too? Oh, not Cody. Not Cody? Really? No. Oh, is it Orton and DiBiase? DiBiase, Orton. Okay, so then Cody interfered at least. Um, Sheamus? Yes. Trips? No. Oh, yes, that's right. Um, and then... Am I missing one? Any? Wh- no. What did he win? Did you w- say Sheamus? W title. Uh, I don't know if you said Sheamus. He did so. win the WWE title. I don't know. February 21st, 2010. Same one. Same one. Yeah, so yeah, who won? One. Oh, World Heavyweight title, right? That is correct. Jericho won it. Correct. Uh, it'd be Taker. Yeah. What's wrong with you? I feel like Kozlov's in there. Nope. Damn. Um, was Mysterio in there? Yes. Uncle John's in there, too. John Hennigan. Yep. Uh, and your favorite wrestler. CM Punk. Correct. And R-Truth. <laughs> okay, as you. Um, February 20th, 2011. Mm-hmm. Okay. What show? Chamber. Yep. It's got its own show at this point. Who yes. won? Uh, and what was it for? Okay, let me think. It was a retention. The World Heavyweight title? Correct. Dana Bryan, right? No. You don't know any. 2011 World Heavyweight Champion. Not shame. Punk. Nope. No, no, punk. Um, Canadian okay. boy. All right, Edge. Yes. Right, yeah, okay. Any guesses who Del was in Rio? it? No. Seamus? No. Big Show? Yep. Mark Henry? No. McIntyre, Kane, Mysterio, Wade Barrett? Wouldn't have gotten that. 2011, February 20th as well? Um, Was it WWE title shot? WWE championship match at Mania. Cena won? Correct. Um, okay. Was Seamus in there? No, Seamus yes. the No, oh, Seamus is in there. That was next year. Okay, Seamus. Punk? Yep. Uh, R-Truth? Yes. Two more. Um, Uncle John again. Jonathan was there. And, and Randall Keith. Oh, Randall Keith. Yep. Um, we'll do two more. So 2012, February uh, 19th. No, Dan O'Brien won. He retained the world title one. Hold on. Let me go to that one then. That is correct. He uh, did. I think Collie was there. Yes. Barrett was there. Yes. Mark Henry was there. Nope. Not Mark Henry. Santino. Sant- I knew Santino, yes. Codeth. Uh, yeah, I knew that too. And, and then... Large Show. Large Show, right. Okay, and then Punk. Correct. Retained against R-Truth. Yep. Kofi. Yep. Evan Bourne. No. Damn. You crazy. I knew it was mid-card people in there, so uh, shot my shot. Okay, let me think. Let me think. Yeah, this one guy might have been mid-card at that point. I can't remember. He goes up and down, sort of. Ziggler? Obnoxious heel. Ziggler's in there. Yeah. Probably Shandow? probably a higher profile than Ziggler. Miz? Yes, exactly. Good hints I give. So Jericho, Ziggler, Kingston. Jericho. Okay, that's the one I was R-Truth, Miz. All right, so we'll... Oh, you can do one more. Okay. February 5th... Sorry, night. Oh, no, you did that one. You got Danielson already. So we'll pause it there, because that'll leave me with half of them for next week. Good job. You know a lot of stuff for some reason. Yeah. Anyways, let's get back to talking about wrestling, where we look at... Some things we liked and didn't like from other shows we watched, and that is called High Spots and Rest Holds. 
All right, so I believe Monday is the first day of the week, and that's you. Anything anything exciting on Raw this week? Um, or high awful? spot, which is kind of being mean. Is, being mean? Uh, JBL dropped Corbin. I saw that. That's already done. And that I, After I, he's been losing a bunch. I read that, like, Triple H is just like, it's not working. Pull the plug. And I don't know what that, the, whatever, whatever I was reading was Corbin's like. Corbin's not a wrestling god. There's no real plans for Corbin. After that, they don't really know yeah. what to do with them. I'm good. I don't really care about JBL. He sucked. It, yeah, he's, I'm not a fan. He was mean tomorrow. He was mean tomorrow. He was a cool uh, champion, mm-hmm. though. Um, and then another high spot was uh, Cody and uh, Paul Heyman segment was solid. I saw. Yeah. I saw a bit of it. You did? Nice. Yeah. Um, I guess it's NXT time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was not a fan of NXT this week. I'll no. tell you that. Shocking, right? Shocking news. Um. Seem to be getting further from your microphone, just so you know. Um, so I thought there was a solid opening segment. It was Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. They hit the ring, basically, so Hayes could brag about winning, um, especially talking about winning two straight against Cruz at the pay-per-view or the premium live event, and that basically strongly hinting that he is going to go after Braun Breaker at Stand and Deliver. I thought he sounded good as usual. JD McDonough interrupted. I think you were actually watching this, right? I did. I saw a bit at least. And then that set up a match between Hayes and McDonough for later in the episode. Little bit of a strange like heel heel dynamic That's going what on I was here. Thinking. But I was pretty happy that they set up that match because Plus, JD McDonough seems a bop. You know it's going to be a good match. So, uh, and it looks like I get further confirmation that Hayes is going after the main title, and that is awesome, and he should win. A uh, rest hold in general. <laughs> this is like I see so many wrestles, holds I just want to combine yeah. them into one right um, riddled with poorly written material that was also many times unfortunately not well delivered usually I'm like you know they're delivering it well but it's just terrible writing there's a bit of, bit of blame to go around here <laughs> um, so Henley, James, oh, Briggs yeah. and Jensen got multiple like poorly written and delivered segments backstage where yeah, are we back to the rule of three it all oh yeah i forgot about that i think maybe uh, i think it was thing. so henley i don't know like she overheard kiana james on the phone telling someone she loves them so she wants kiana to tell jensen who it was right and come clean and Does it feels very much jensen? like preteen. yeah it wasn't jensen i assume it's going to end up being like one of her relatives or something anyways um so Briggs and Jensen throw a surprise party to celebrate, so they don't want to bring it up because the what I don't know this was because they they're friends with them a nice party right so I don't know at least I guess the one thing I did like was that Henley was like hey I watched back our match and I saw that you cheated so okay you watched the match and you know now that mm-hmm. at least worked yeah. but so anyways that was one part I didn't really like Isla Dawn and Alba Fire are like a team now. And I guess they're frickin' Sherlock Holmes because they're investigating the Nikita Lyons thing for some reason. And they're magically suspicious of Tatum Paxley, who's not in Diamond Mine, despite always being with Diamond Mine she's and like being a, in a tag team with like Diamond Mine. She's a half-baked honorary, and, honorary ooze. And saying she trains at Diamond Mine. So, I don't know. Um, Carter and Chance are mad about losing their tag titles. And they have, like, an awkward interaction yes, with Roxanne Perez. Yes, this is what I was Perez. talking about. Because they were, like, so... Like Carter really, sounded like they're like mean girls, and it was like yeah. it was so bad. Yeah, it was really it was bad. Really... It was really weird. I thought Caden or sorry, not Caden, Katana Chance. Like to be fair, they were both equally bad. Like yes. it was just 
it felt really unnatural to me and I don't, I don't watch a lot but like just to me it felt really unnatural so it ends up setting a future setting up a future tag team match between them and we found out later in the show that Perez's partner is going to be Mako Satomura, which is cool because oh, she's nice. cool. So um, a match, right? And then we had one where it was the final segment of the show. They went with a segment. They went with Ding Dong Hello instead of a match as the main event. Right. And, over Jay McDonough and Carmelo. And Toxic Attraction just act like children. Um, no. And they finally officially break up, right? I, JC Jane sounded ridiculous to me here, as usual, but I will say... I remember I saw, like, you, you know that thing that's always, like, before a segment, like, they're always, like, walking in the ring, I thought. Yeah. They both look stupid, to be fair, but Gigi... Or, sorry, not Gigi. JC Jane just looks like... I, I hate it. She looks like she's cosplaying something, and I feel like they're... Yeah, they're not it's committed to what yeah, they're yeah. doing still. But I will say the beatdown by JC Jane of Dolan looked really good. Threw her into a door, the door that's on the set, and then like booted her in the head to the point where her head like cracked the door. And she did have Gigi, that is, had a, a pretty good looking mark that I think looked real. On yeah, I saw, I, I saw her post about that. Yeah, it looked pretty. So that part looked good. Another rest hold. On top of all the like cringeworthy segments we got, there were several more matches that were just like too short to be of consequence, right? We're back to that. Stark beat Ruka in under four minutes. Dabakato beat Dante Chen in less than three minutes. Oh, that was awesome. Isla Dawn beat Tatum Paxley in less than three minutes. Lyra Valkyria beat Valentina Feroz in less than three minutes. Stax beat Odyssey Jones in five minutes. So what's that? How many matches was that? Like One, at least five. two, three, four, five, six matches Jeez. that were under five minutes. Right, so not a lot to say about that. But I will say one thing: an additional rest hold because he deserves it is Odyssey Jones. So he lost the stacks. That's kind of surprising. And in, they uh, used to kind of like him. I, in the process, like he, basically all he does is like run over the smaller guy. Like he's a power guy that doesn't really do any power moves. Remember they claimed him as like the fast power hybrid, like no. a Keith Lee kind of thing. And nope. he could not be farther, farther from. He's it. not. He didn't do much here, and then he he got the kiss of death from commentary, too, because they basically hit him with the, he just loves to have a good time. He just loves a good party. That's, like, as long as, as bad as saying, like, he's got all the tools. That just means, like, you're never going to be anything. Just <laughs> loves to have a, look at Oxica. Just loves to have a good time, right? It's the kiss of death. So, anyways, um, he doesn't seem to have developed at all since debuting, right? So, mm -hmm. I don't know. At least it seems like, they maybe realized it because he's losing to Stacks in five minutes. Not that I don't like Stacks, but he's not exactly but prominent. Stacks. Yeah, a high spot question mark until I kind of thought about it. They showed Grayson Waller barging in on Shawn Michaels after Vengeance Day, and he's basically ranting about like, "What do I have to do to become one of your guys? Do I have to suck up to you and be a fan like everybody else here and stuff?" Um, so I thought it's cool because it felt realistic, right? And then they follow up by saying he got suspended. But when you think about it, because I was talking to you, right? Like It's a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. Right, because be. in in storyline, like what's he mad at Michaels about? Why does he think he got a championship match, right? He got a cage match. The only way it makes sense is if it's like outside a storyline. Why won't you book me to win important matches? You're the booker. But then why are we seeing this one? Why are we getting that, right? right? So I, even though I liked... I liked it because it felt real and Waller did a good job. It's kind of like, I'm not sure it makes sense unless you're saying like very much looking behind the curtain, right? But anyways, we'll see where it goes. Um, high spot, the Hayes-McDonough match that was set up earlier was really good. 
they were having a really good match, but interrupted by yeah, me too. Ilya Dragunov, Dragunov again, sort of attacks Trick Williams at ringside. McDonough gets distracted by this, and Hayes rolls him up for the win. Which I mean, Hayes just beat Cruz cleanly two straight, right? So I don't think he needs to roll up. Mc... Not that I don't, I really like McDonough, but he hasn't been booked as like a menace or anything at this point, right? Even though but he is a menace. WWE can't resist a good distraction roll up, right? So That's true. I thought it detracted from a pretty good match, otherwise. Um, and then after the match, Dragunov teased attacking Hayes, but went after McDonough instead. And there's that. Which that was to even write like, him off TV. Right? That wasn't even a surprise to me. I was like, no, no, of course he's gonna attack McDonough. Like, yeah, I thought so too. Like, he doesn't really have business with Hayes. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I was like, why would I think that would happen? A uh, high spot. I said it earlier. Wesley talking. Um, and because he wasn't asked to act here, I thought this was really good. It was like, I think they call it a social media journal featuring Wesley and his wife, like ahead of his uh, successful defense against Dijak. And I thought his wife added a lot to this. It felt real. Um, and it helped like... Does fl- his wife have evidence of him saying bad stuff and doing Hitler impersonation? Or is that just no, Nash Carter? I think that okay. was just Nash Carter. Okay. It kind of helped flesh out Lee kind of as a person, right? And not just a guy trying to act and recite poorly written lines. It was basically his wife, you know, how she supports him and he's had to fight for everything and this is what he loves. And just, you know, real stuff that was actually really helpful because Wesley, anytime they ask him to act or cut a written promo, I, I'm out pretty much. High spot, Tyler Bate quickly ta- challenged Grayson Waller for Waller's disrespectful treatment of Shawn Michaels. Really short. But Bate sounded sincere, kind of like doing the whole like Shawn Michaels has inspired a lot of people here. How dare you? How about you try and disrespect me in the ring? So I thought it was a, a cool little when idea. He suspended. Uh, when he comes back oh, from okay. suspension was basically it. Um, another high spot, Pretty Deadly and Chase U, I thought had a solid tag team match. It wasn't spectacular, uh, but it ended with another distraction because Thea Hale had run into Tiffany Stratton earlier on. Uh, yeah, that wasn't good. So Hale came to the ring screaming about someone coming after her and then Hudson went down to check on her and pretty deadly hit spilt milk um at least it wasn't a roll up if with the <laughs> distraction to get uh to get the win they pin chase i believe and then you get Gala staring down pretty deadly from the balcony so i guess that's where we go next right UK but our, feud, what so Gallus are baby faces question mark <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh, they're honestly about. they're just kind of there for me like i don't know what they are i assume they're heels but that's probably going off of them in uk you know? right yeah. i don't know anyways um so then we get impact wrestling i didn't have a ton of thoughts this week i guess a lot of stuff was kind of in the middle but i have a few still solid opener brian myers dirty dango it's a qualifying match for a multi-person number one contender I match all the qualifiers look pretty lame so I they they did and I'd forget how many people are in the actual match but anyways there's more qualifiers next week solid work uh, two veteran guys right and Myers won after multiple of his roster cut clothesline finisher deals so pretty good match rest hold surprise surprise bully Ray and Mickey James defeat the good hands so Mickey of course doesn't take any offense from anyone and basically you have a what I think is a young talented team that Impact could develop into something, basically look like jobbers and lose pretty quickly to an intergender team made up of two stars close to retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Literally Um, one of them's on the last rodeo. The only good thing that didn't quite save it but was still cool to see is Masha came down, took out uh, Mickey James, and hit her snowplow ahead of their championship match that's coming up. Um, 
another high spot, a bit of a surprise along the lines of a West me like in a Wesley segment, <laughs> was there was a fairly lengthy, serious pre-recorded segment featuring Rich Swan. Some for some reason they decided to make him the number one ah, contender. Similar. So I guess they're trying to heat him up a little bit, right, ahead of this to make him look realistic. Yeah, they've been showing old clips of him on Instagram. To be a plausible challenger to Alexander, which I don't think he is, but he kind of recaps his history as champion, and I think talking about how he hasn't really had any opportunities since then, so he's going to capitalize on this one he's getting or something. Um, Just nice to see them spend some time on him as a character instead of just like, he's the happy dancing guy who can wrestle but has nothing really behind him, right? So. I assume he's losing to Alexander, but at least they're putting some effort in. I think a high spot, kind of on the fence. Um, what was her first name? Delander? Steph, Stephanie Delander's debut, who is FKA Persia Parada, right, from NXT. What's her? I thought she looked decent in her match. No, she looked um, horrible. Her bangs were gross. Wrestling-wise. Okay, yeah. Um, I questioned the decision to have her debut and have her lose to Jordan Grace in her first match. Um, and she lost clean to a Grace driver that looked really close to being dangerous. But anyways, she's significantly bigger than Grace, right? So it's another powerhouse woman. So that's cool. I thought she looked all right. Uh, rest hold, Trey McGill having to act like he's afraid of crazy Steve. And then, <laughs> I'm not nice. I have in brackets. Or act at all, really. Um, he was doing <laughs> It's an, an MSK thing. <laughs> it is. He was doing an interview backstage. That's what held them all back, I think, just to a certain degree. Um, and... I don't know, his logo comes up on all the TV screens around him, but it's dripping with blood, and I guess it's Crazy Steve that's done it, so he has to act freaked out, and it's kind of hard. I like Crazy Steve, but when he's been booked as like almost enhancement talent for a really long time, it's hard to believe that suddenly he's this terrifying contender for the X Division title, right? But whatever. Um, rest hold seems to be outweighing the high spots. Taylor hey, Wilde hey, little... Wild using tarot cards on the apron. Hey, that's Cross's thing. So last week, instead of feuding further with Killer Kelly, she thought that they should work together, and this is their tag team match against the Death Dolls. For the stacked division. Title match, I guess? I'm not even sure. Probably, because why not? Um, So Killer Kelly needs to make the tag desperately, but I guess the tarot cards are either distracting Taylor Wilde or telling her that she shouldn't, I guess this would make more sense. Mm. So anyways... Kelly ends up taking an assisted road to Valhalla. Why is she Valhalla. a witch all of a sudden? Like, I know it's been a little, but, like, I don't... Why, why is why, what? Why is she a witch now? She's just the people's witch. She just came back repackaged. Why is she a people's witch? I don't know. She's a baby You could have asked her when we saw her. She walked right by us. It's true. A couple weeks ago. Um, so I assume Killer Kelly and Taylor Wilde are going back to feuding with each other. Sure. Uh, interesting thing, though, after the match, Father Jay Mitchell comes out to speak which has allowed the Hex to sort of attack the Death Dolls from behind. Don't care about the Death Dolls at all, but the Hex are kind of cool, right? So it's Marty something. Bell. Marty Bell and... Allison K. There you go. Um, and they're an actual tag team, right? So that's cool. <laughs> Rest hold. <laughs> this one is very descriptive. Ready? PCO versus Mahabali Shara in another qualifying match. It was PCO and Mahabali Shara. <laughs> Enough said, right? PCO wins with a rough-looking moonsault. So part of the draw of PCO, I think, now, and I don't like it because he's not any good, is that he almost dies on several things he does a match, right? So it's kind of like this morbid, like, I want to watch this 50-whatever-year-old guy doing stuff he shouldn't do and almost die. So I'm not here for it Until anymore. Until it actually happens. I don't want it. Um, 
And then finally, I thought the main event was pretty solid for a high spot. It was Joe Hendry taking on Matt Cardona. Good back and forth match. Henry showcasing all of his power stuff, like the delayed vertical while doing squats. And he just has a, he's a really strong dude. And he is a big guy because Cardona's big too. And I think uh, Henry's a bit bigger even. So Myers, who in a segment earlier in the show was basically, um, Cardona was mad because Henry was, bought them food or drinks or something. And he was sort of celebrating with Henry. And anyways, Myers ended up costing Cardona this match because he accidentally hit Cardona with the roster cut when Henry moved out of the way. Uh, Henry then Henry, sorry, then hit his standing ovation finisher to win a pretty good main event. So I didn't love either NXT or Impact, but they had a few good things here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anything you grabbed from SmackDown? I watched Sami Zayn stuff, which is pretty good. Like Always. I liked his promo with Heyman, which was good. So yep. Heyman had a couple of good things this week. Nice. Um, so that was good stuff. Nice. And then there was a little bit with Jay, because Jay did show up for the tag time match, which was kind of the ongoing thing. Would, would he show up? And he did. So where does it look like it's going for, like, Elimination Chamber anything? WrestleMania anything? Like, where's... So the way Zane's playing is, like, he's gunning for Roman, right? And, like, the yes. bloodline's kind of starting to crumble. Like, Heyman was out there all by himself. Like, okay. he was talking. He had the belts, but he was by himself. Yep. And Heyman kind of pointed out, and, like, to Jay, he was, like, he was kind of, like... He's saying, like, he's g- taking a Roman. Something's going to happen next week. Obviously, it's eight days until, like, he faces Roman. Right. And um, it's like he's saying, like, it's something that deep down Jay might have wanted to see for a while. Like, Roman's going to get taken out. Like, mm-hmm. Roman's going down. And, like, Jay doesn't have to go down with the sinking ship kind of deal. And so, like, him and Jay still seem kind of good. Like, they okay. seem, so it's it's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm so glad. I like it. I hope they can squeeze every drop out of it, right? Because it's mm-hmm. been fantastic. I almost wish Sammy would win, but I like it better that he won't. Because yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. And I hope him and I hope Kevin Owens comes back because I think him and him, I think they need to take the tag titles. I think they'd be I cool. heard a great idea. I forget. I'd love to give them credit, but I don't remember where. That um, Uso's face, Sammy and Kevin Owens for the tag team championships main event night one. And then Cody and Roman Reigns. Main, and you basically go, yeah, Bloodline story has been it this year. So we're going to reward them with all the main event is Bloodline. No way they give tag titles the main event. Or, no, a, a tag team match main event, right? Ugh, is there hope if Trips is running it? Because I think that's a cool idea. I like that, like, yes. G- Sami Zayn deserves at this point to say, I main evented WrestleMania, right? And if that's what it takes... And this would be a legit one for Owens, because to me, the Austin stuff is bull. Right, so if that allows him to say that, then that's cool. So I don't and know. I, I thought it was are the teams. They are. They're Roman's like, gonna get the main event regardless. Right, with Cody. So I think it's a cool idea. I will. I will want. To You're on board. Now. I like that. Me yeah. too. Uh, and then the only other one I have is a rest hold. Ronda Rousey's back. <sighs> and then, she wasn't gone long enough. Like go you, long, go away long enough for us to miss you. You know, that's the plan. Although I don't know if that would be happen. like multiple years again. She's gotten worse, dude. Even worse is her and Baszler feuding with Natalia and Shotzi, which that's just horrible because. Poor Baszler. It just makes me sad again. I know. Brutal. It's horrible. So that wraps it up? Yeah. Uh, did you say you had figuring it out a bit? Uh, yes. Okay, so we will transition into the final segment. Jack will give us a little update on some wrestling action figures in Figuring It Out with Jack. Uh, so they showed some new images on like the the, the Jericho cruise thingy oh i saw a bit of that i thought he was looking back to being not in shape 
I thought he seems to fluctuate that, quickly. A little bit. That guy. Yeah. Um. So they showed a couple of new lineups too, because so they there's some been I guess instance in the hiatus hiatus they changed some lineups around, like so on match series nine, like I think O'Reilly and Cole are supposed to be there. They're not anymore. So now it's why not? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm mad. Uh, Reynolds, Alex Reynolds, the entirety of Blackpool, so all four of them, Yuta, Moxley, Claudio, Danielson, and then Jamie Hayter's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where there's seven, so there's those six, and there's Captain Insano. That makes a lot of sense. You know? Yeah, big show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I yep. remember. I actually okay. remember that bit. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the update on Rival 14, another one that saw some shifts, which is also a seven. I guess maybe that's the byproduct of the shifts you got. Ricky Starks, uh, Swerve in Our Glory, Acclaimed, Billy Gunn, and Tony Storm. Keith Lee dead, I guess? I guess. He seems like Gone? It. Like yeah. he's with buried in a shallow grave with Miro and Andrade and a few others. Well, Andrade was injured, I think. I know. Yeah, so, I think so. Suspended for a bit. And then there's some renders. There's Dan Housen, which we've already seen. Uh, then a new Darby Allen, which doesn't look a whole lot new. Like the face paint and slight body paint looks similar. It's just I think it has the spine tattoo now. And the arm tattoo, so I mean, it's so cool. I'll get it because the Darby figures are pretty sweet. They always feel nice, and the face paints—they are nice. Always a W. You know what I just remembered when I just said Keith Lee died? Who did I like say that? And then they died. Was that Brody Lee? I gotta be careful. That was Brody Lee. Oh, I felt bad about that. That was like like one a week or two, or two week. before. Yeah, he was like gone. He was like, "What did he die or something?" <laughs> and he died. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that I think, was horrible. Yeah, that thank was God bad. he didn't say anything about like Jay Briscoe. As soon as I said the part about they're buried in a shallow grave, I was like, "Wait, I think I remember. I was gonna <laughs> try not to do, do that, that anymore." Before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, so Darby's from Unravel Thirteen. There's also Butcher and Blade. Butcher looks. These are renders right now, so I, you don't know the actual look. But Butcher and Blade look solid. Also, Bunny, her f- facial render doesn't look great. Uh, Sting, which doesn't look very nice, because, like, it looks the exact same as his other figures, so, like, I think a slight different expression, because it's, like, a grimace, like, it's not even being mean to Sting, it's just, like, it doesn't look different, yeah. if, you know. But it's mean. nice to be mean to Sting as a bonus. Oh, yeah, that's just, like, that's just kind of, like, an <laughs> added bonus, other than being right. Uh, then they got Ward on the red singer, which looks, like, kind of as a pattern, which looks kind of cool. Uh, he's got, like, an alternate head, which is screaming with the hair down. Yeah. And he's got the TNT title, which looks like it might be different, because... I'm hoping, like, the TNT title they've been using so far, it's, like, oversized. It's, like, the size of the big gold belt. Yeah. Uh, which isn't right. And then also, the like, because you know how it's got, like, the holes on the one side of the strap and, like, the little things that go in the holes? On the TNT title, it's, like, the sides are reversed. This one, it looks like it's the right side. My which God, is who would notice that? Me. Yeah, exactly. Because I know, like, the way you hold them on the... Anyways. <laughs> You're crazy. Um... Unmatched Series 8, we got Suited Malachi Black, which looks pretty nice. And nice. Like the one you kind of like the more eyeshadow instead of the, the face paint. Yep. That look. I think it's like, it might have been his debut look when you hit um, Aaron Anderson with my one of my least favorite black masses. Uh, we got, I saw you Penta Oscuro. <laughs> Why is that funny? Because Penta Oscuro. Oh. Didn't last long. I know. So um, different. We got Buddy Matthews. Yeah. Nice. This boy. Uh, it looks pretty buff. It looks nice. Black shorts. I like it. He's got the alternate head with the mask on. So that's pretty. That's pretty sweet. It looks nice. The these are renders still, so I don't know. Uh, Brody King also has the mask sculpt, and then also he's got all his tattoos. So that'll be pretty nice. And then uh, Abaddon has got a couple heads as well. So that that's an odd choice because she's also dead. That's I think she's a dark mainstay. I saw a brief video of Brody King stage diving at a concert. My God, that's got to be terrifying. That would scare me to death right how like 
don't want to see that coming. And yeah. he just like went for it too. There was I no wanna... yeah. Um, recent our recent news star Thunder Rosa. So these are now um figure images. So you got um on match seven Thunder Rosa and like that. I think it was the X Men looking gear she wore. It's like a like mm-hmm. the black lightning on it, and like black and yellow with the lightning look. She's got like the half Mexico, half America flag that she has, so that exists. Um, Hook. Mm-hmm. He looks okay. He's got like a weird thigh cut. Like usually, I think like in the one YouTuber I saw this yet, and now I and now I notice it's like because you know like they have the thigh swivel. They did it like right before the bottom of his shorts, but I feel like you should do it like under his shorts so it looks like more flush. Right. And so that's weird. Uh, then you got Pack with like it's the same as his last figure. It's just got red details instead of the white lines, and then the different head scan, which looks okay. I, I showed you, it looks kind of weird, mm-hmm. but I think it's a little better than last time. Like the like the likeness is a little more there. Um, and then you got Penta in the black, white, and red, which looks pretty nice. Penta's always nice, so I'll I'll definitely get that whenever I find it because it's Penta. But surprisingly, the Phoenix looks better because it's in like this white, black, and gold. It's got like some gold details and it's got like these of uh, the Phoenix logos with like the zebra pattern and the black and silver. And then uh, the tights and the kick pads are largely in white, which we haven't gotten yet. Right. I like, I like when he's got the white kick pads. So it looks really nice. Like I really like the white gear. It's really nice. White just, gear is always nice. It's yeah, it's largely white. So it looks really nice. It's really clean. And then there's, they put out renders for the Supreme series three, Lucha Brothers against those out for pre-order. And then our local Walmart had new, a few new elites. There's just the Survivor Series ones. They had a few of the the Wand Division Becky, mm-hmm. and they had Ultimate War, and then I got the Team Raw Captain AJ Styles. Cause, you did, cause new AJ. Why not? And you got a torso of someone, didn't you? I got a Rick Rude's dismembered suited body. Nice. Uh, maybe I'll get the rest of them for Rick Rude, but oh, I actually the only one I might get into the series is they have a Chosen One Drew McIntyre. <laughs> so. That's funny. And what body part of Rick Rude do you get with him? I feel like he's the one that comes with the two heads. Cause nice. It's Rick Rude like from DX, right? So it's you get <laughs> right. him with the bearded. Obviously. You get the bearded Best head. Best known for. Yeah. Well, because the bill figures tend to be suited, right? Yeah. So, and so you got the bearded head and the mustache head. Mm-hmm. So Mustache is classic. Mm-hmm. Mustache is when he w- went to WCW after DX. His beard was DX. Rick Rude. Right. And then in 1992, when he faced Messier Tono at... Starcade or Hellman have a kid, no facial hair. Crazy. Yeah. Is that it? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up episode 133. You know, enough, it does. I'll say it again. Worst of is in the works. It's ready. We just. I, it's not my fault this time. Having it's time. It's partially my fault because I forgot. So it's not completely right. my fault this time. But we still have plans to get down here and do it. We got a long weekend coming up. Uh, it'll just be late. So we might be able to get it done then. But, anyways, again, if. That? What's that? Is your birthday part of that? Correct. That Friday? Friday, yeah. Uh, so yeah if you're a new listener again thanks for checking us out hopefully you'll come back and we will definitely be back here next saturday again for episode 135 135 that's crazy we've done a lot of them and starting to grow a little bit so that's cool but anyways thanks a lot for spending any time with us listening to wrestling talk we'll see you back here next saturday and until then take care